very good morning to you. It's 6am on Monday the 22nd of June. BBC Radio Norfolk News with Janet Harden. Good morning. 40 people are recovering after a chemical leak in a swimming pool at a Norfolk holiday park. The pool at the Wild Duck in Belton near Great Yarmouth has now been declared safe. Yesterday afternoon, though, it was evacuated as holidaymakers, including young children, struggled with the fumes. Inspector Kirsty Brooks from Norfolk Police was at the scene. There was 40 people who were assessed by ambulance. The injuries are very low-key. Um, they're classified as walking wounded. But ambulance have taken them all um, to three local hospitals, um, to Ipswich, Norfolk and Norwich and the James Paget Hospital, just to ensure that there's no long-term effects from the gases that were inhaled. A new Europe-wide police unit is being set up to tackle terrorists who use social media. Europol is looking into the group Islamic State and plans to target its ringleaders, as Elizabeth Glinka reports. The new unit will begin its work next month and will monitor social media to try and identify young people thought to be at risk of grooming. It'll also aim to find and remove the accounts which distribute IS propaganda. The move is in response to growing concerns about Islamic State's ability to recruit from established Muslim communities across Europe. A total of 700 British people are thought to have travelled to the territories now controlled by IS. The European police agency Europol believes... Stop the clock! We're on the radio! That was excitement, wasn't it? Well done, Kelly Betts, for saving BBC local radio. Ah, that was fun, wasn't it? New system? What new system, guys? Here we go. It's funny to see people running around like headless chickens, and I'm just sat here going, eh, you know. If it doesn't start in 15 minutes' time, we're allowed to go home early. Damn. In fact, damn you, Bets. Damn you, Boyle. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's just after six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, lorry drivers warn over stowaways in their vehicles. Motorcyclists killed in Buckinghamshire and Watford agree club record fee for Argentine winger. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of two days. In one case, a lorry driver alerted the police on the M1. In another, people were rounded up in a field near to the Toddington service station. These drivers say they and their colleagues face a constant battle. Coming up the M28, all this banging in the lorry and... He immediately phoned the police and the police met him, uh, escorted him to the police station. They opened the back doors up and there was 11 inside. I think there's a lot of politics going on with it because yeah. you'll have a spell where it's just like rife and no one seems to be monitoring it. And then it seems to get clamped down on and they're like right on the case. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. Police are appealing for witnesses. Britain's largest nursing union has warned that thousands of foreign nurses could be forced to leave the UK under new immigration rules. The Royal College of Nursing says a new pay threshold which means non-European workers will have to return home after six years if they're 
not earning at least £35,000 will cause chaos for the NHS. Dr Peter Carter is from the RCN. Most of those nurses are working in acute hospital wards or care homes where there's already a shortfall in staff. So you're talking about an under-pressurised area of nursing which will be further compromised by this. An emergency summit will be held in Brussels later to try to stop Greece defaulting on its debts and exiting the euro. New proposals to end the crisis put forward by Greece yesterday will be considered. Residents in Leighton Buzzard say the Church of England hasn't acted quickly enough to prevent neglected horses from dying on their land. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner. But Sarah, who runs the Leighton Buzzard Horse Action Group, believes the church has a duty to do more. Landowners, in our opinion, have a have a responsibility for their land and the animals that are on that land, whether legally or illegally. I think morally, they they need to take the high ground um, with this. If the church are not acting um, correctly and morally, what chance do the rest of us have, really? A man from Stevenage scaled Westminster Abbey yesterday in a Father's Day protest. Fathers for Justice say Bobby Smith was one of two men who made the protest before climbing down after several hours. In sport, Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for Argentine winger Diego Porotti with Italian side Genoa. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenner won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. The weather, some rain this morning, sunny this afternoon, still a chance of heavy showers though, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. That's the way, aha, aha, I like it. Remember guys. Nothing you hear in the next three hours matters. And you know, it will matter. Aha! I have in my hand a lead. Yes, a lead. Imagine that. Morning, guys. It's Monday and... Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to get back into that work vibe on a Monday and... Just, we're just going to slowly ease our way into it. How's about that, yes? You're going to ease your way into the week with me? Why not? Let's just chill out. Coming up on the show, Justin Daly talking about stuff. Kelly Betts off microphone. And Boyle getting right on my wick. Usual, usual. Want to take part? We're down the rabbit hole, guys. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. New number. You're more than welcome. Across beds, hearts and bucks. More this than welcome. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, I'm going to plug in my new toy while you listen to this.
BBC Three Counties Radio, we're down the rabbit hole. Oh, I've been sent a new jingle by a kid. Someone said, oh, you're my kid's a big fan of your show. I've said, He's recorded a jingle for you. I've not listened to it. Sight unseen. I may live to regret this. Ely, you're an idiot. Sorry? <laughs> OK. No, no. Ely, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's, uh... That's just rude, Justin. Wow. <laughs> that kid, I don't, I don't condone violence against children. We don't hit little people, but that kid needs a slap. Unbelievable stuff. Absolutely incredible. How did that sneak through the system? Um, wow. Disappointing. All right. You, you okay? Um, I'm wounded. I'm a human yeah. being, Justin. I know I'm a tough guy, but on the radio, I'm a human being, mate, and I'm wounded. Uh, let's yeah. crack on with this and never mention it again. Last week, over 30 suspect that kid needs a... Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of just two days, having been carried to the area in the back of a lorry. In one case, the driver called police from the M1. In the other, a group of people was caught running through fields in Toddington. Doesn't it sound romantic? The truckers faced prosecution regardless of whether they knew there was somebody there. Uh, Justin, you've been talking to drivers about this, haven't you? I have, and do you know what's absolutely fascinating about this? Every single lorry driver I spoke to, I spoke to them on Friday about this, um, it's either happened to them or it's happened to people that they know. Every mm. single person had a story about illegal immigrants somehow managing to get into their lorry. Uh, here's what those drivers had to say. Burgess, you're from Lithuania. Now, when you come into the UK, do you often have a problem with illegal immigrants in the back of your lorry? Has it happened to you? Yes, it's happened many times. How many have you found in the back of your lorry here? The most that you found in one go? Four. And one between the lorry and the cab. Between your lorry and yeah, your cab? Yeah, where is the leads? He was uh, <clears throat> run up, yeah? when lorry was moving. Again, uh, another lorry driver here. Thankfully, it hasn't happened to you, but, but your friend had a really, really bad experience. Tell us what happened to your friend. Well, um, he was coming back from Spain, actually, and he got to the French customs, and he went through the x-ray machine there. The French says, yeah, you're OK, you're clear to go, and came through to the English customs, went through the, the gas thing where they test the to CO2 levels and it says yeah you're okay there coming up the M20 heard all this banging in the lorry and he immediately phoned the police and the police met him uh, escorted him to the police station they opened the back doors up and there was 11 inside wow 11 of them yeah so I mean fortunately he did hear it and he phoned the police and nothing else was done about it to him because he could have incurred a massive massive yeah. fine 
it's getting worse at the moment. It goes through spells until they clamp down. Then you, what you end up doing is like the border controls in France will end up sort of having a, a spell where they're just not tolerating anything and they're on it. And then there's a spell where they're letting it go. And I think there's a lot of politics going on with it because yeah. you'll have a spell where it's just like rife and no one seems to be monitoring it. And then it seems to get clamped down on and they're like right on the case. And so that, things yeah. will get better, then they'll get worse again. It's almost like a cycle, isn't it's it? It's like a cycle, yeah. And then obviously there seems to be a season where there seems to be a free-for-all at the moment where everyone seems to be just ch ch chancing it at the moment, you know, sort of going for it. So it is a big headache, especially when you've got a liability of fines. Daily, excellent stuff as per uh, usual. Thank you. Um, I'm I, wanna, I want you to work hard this week. Boss, I'm going to work really hard, and I'm going to put something out there straight away. Hey, and, go on, um, I, yeah. Th th this may sound stupid, but uh, no, you, hang on a second. <laughs> you saying something that may sound stupid? I don't believe a word of it. Okay, the squirrels, the squirrels here in Dunstable. What? Uh, uh, the squirrels in Dunstable. <laughs> no, he's okay. right. It does sound stupid. Yeah. No, no, hang on. Just bear with me here. The squirrels yes, in Dunstable. Yes, mate. Um, are they the most arrogant in the UK? Because um, this morning I'm here in Dunstable, and do you know what? There's two or three of them, and um, they are goading me. They are coming up to me and as soon um, as I move they run away they are playing with my mind I'm sorry but um, these guys here that they've gone too far um squirrels yeah yeah squirrels um I mean um speak to you later Justin <laughs> thank <laughs> you thank you what the f squirrels uh, arrogant squirrels he's I mean that's what he's actually yeah. Gonna go and do? Has anyone reset Justin after the weekend? What on earth has happened to that guy? <laughs> Good morning, Catherine Boyle. Hey, hey. Good morning, Betsy. Morning. The only reason, um, uh, Wendy and all the other three CER listeners uh, who hate this show, this show is on, is because Kelly Betts, and who'd have thought it of her, Catherine, let's be honest, isn't our little girl doing well she for herself? She pressed the right buttons. None of us could get the studio to work. Uh, we sat here going, oh, well, 15 minutes of uh, more of Wally and we're allowed to go home early. That's the radio law. Mm -hmm. That's the radio law. And then Betsy got all clever and she fixed the computer. She turned it off. She turned it on and it worked again. I mean, that is the radio. SWAT. <laughs> exactly. The radio version of going to get the head teacher. SWAT. Makes me wanna. Makes me wanna shout. Uh, right, let's have a bit of this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, it's starting to look busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, but so far the motorways are still looking very quiet. No reports of any problems on the M25 so far. In Stevenage on Martins Way, there's a lane closed there for roadworks between Canterbury Way and Hitchin Road, so we're being told to expect delays there this morning. And in Princes Risborough on Longwick Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at Wellington Avenue, which could also cause some delays. On the train departure boards, the 6.34 train from Bedford to Sutton has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Right, where are we now? 6.16 of all times. It's Monday the 22nd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the Three Counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. 
A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. And Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for another football player. I mean, really, what's your beef, guys? BBC Music at Glastonbury. Glastonbury, you're ready on there! Bringing you six stages live. On television, radio and online. You can enjoy more of the world's greatest music festival however you choose. BBC Music at Glastonbury. Starts this Friday at bbc.co.uk slash Glastonbury. I don't like that. Do you know what makes it worse? Yeah. The father condoning it. I know. What kind of man is that? Well, I mean, I don't know who sent that in, because if I did, I would be reporting them to the SS, and I don't mean the social services. It's just, just, it's just set set the, a, a bad tone, I think, for the morning. Yeah. It's just, set, it's just set an uncomfortable tone for the morning. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're down the rabbit hole this morning. Uh, again, always looking for you to fake clips. Um, if you want to phone up and um, you know, we've got this one. It's people, guys. It's people. Let's just talk. So we've got that. But if there's any others, yeah, it's just. Um, it's like a killing a bee with a bazooka. What a soft-spoken gentleman. Now. Residents, here we go, guys. Uh, dead horse story coming up. 
So, you know, just press record and play now. Residents in Leighton Buzzard are outraged that the Church of England have allowed nine neglected horses to die on their land. Uh, They've done worse. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner and gives horse owners four days to claim their animals. However, residents say the Church of England, as the landowners, aren't acting quickly enough to prevent these deaths. Catherine, you've got more on this. Why are these horses being left on the land? Well, these horses are believed to be owned by travellers and what they're doing is known as fly grazing. That's putting livestock on land without the landowner's permission. Uh, Local residents have told us that horses have been put into fields on Grovebury Road in Leighton Buzzard for at least two years now and at one time up to 40 horses were being kept in those fields. There are currently 13 being kept in the field, although their number changes apparently on a weekly basis. The local residents are so concerned by the situation they've set up an action group to try to get the church to do something. Oh, yeah. We'll be hearing from them later on. Not the church. They won't talk to us. Um, (laughs) The church hate me. I mean, come on, guys. Really? So, so far, nine... Well, in fact, ten horses have died um, due to malnutrition, lack of proper care. That The last horse was last week. Post-mortem is due to determine whether its death was also due to neglect, but it wouldn't be beyond the realms of imagination. Uh, In January, RSPCA officials attended the after a concerned resident reported a dead foal in the field. They inspected the horses on the site and found them all to be severely underfed and unkempt. Several horses unkempt, were removed. you say? Yeah. Gosh. Several horses were removed from the site at that point due to neglect, most of which had to be put down or have since died. And as well as malnutrition, the biggest problem is apparently parasites. Um, without proper care, horses can easily pick up this thing called small red worm that's believed to be the other cause of death for the nine oh, horses yeah. that have gone so well, far. That's very sad. What can, what, what can the church do within the law? Well, the Control of Horses Act 2015 came into effect last month, which means the landowner can take control of any horses on their land after just four days. They're then free to keep, sell or rehome the horses as they see fit. The Act also makes the landowner responsible for the horses' welfare, which means that regardless of who owns those horses in the first place, the Church of England are responsible for their welfare and could give them to a charity if they chose to. Now, as I said, the Church of England won't be coming on this morning, but they did tell us that they are aware of the new change in the law. Um, They also said the situation changes on a daily basis, but we're doing all we can as responsible landowners to work with the RSPCA to ensure we take our responsibilities seriously and act within the parameters of the new laws. Can't the RSPCA do any more? Well, they've told us that they're very concerned about what's going on at Grovebury Road, but they can only act within the law, and the law makes it really difficult for the RSPCA to remove any horse from the site unless an independent vet and the police are willing to support a case that animal welfare laws have been broken. So far, this has only happened in January, uh, one case. With the help of the police, they're able to remove a few horses, but more have been placed there since. The RSPCA have told us that officers visit the area on an almost daily basis and have taken independent vets along. You owe me an apology. Me? Yeah, you. For what? Um, I'll tell you for why. Hang on. Because I, at the weekend, on Saturday night, I went out on a hot date with my sister. That sounds weird. And it is. But still, uh, we went to see a show that when I told you I was going to go and see this show, you sneered at it. You went, oh, who wants to go and see that? That sounds rubbish. You're an idiot. I hate you. Uh, no, I smell. didn't say anything. I didn't say the idiot You bit. did it in that voice. Okay, well, it's my voice. I went to see, dear listener, Jim, Jim Dale. Dale. Jim, Jim Dale. Dale. Kelly, I went to see Jim Dale. Jim Dale. Thank you. No, Jim Dale. I went to see Jim Dale. Kelly, let's, let's just try. Who's Jim Dale. She's right! She doesn't know. She doesn't know, I know, but come on, she saved That's BBC... That's why she went Jim Dale. She saved, or in the opinion of some listeners, killed BBC Local Radio this morning. Yeah. I went to see Jim Dale, star of uh, Digby, the biggest dog in the world, star of Pete's Dragon, 
star of Barnum on and, Broadway. And now, according to that publicity picture, a Stephen Rhodes lookalike. <laughs> and a star of the Carry On films. Mm. He's brilliant. He was brilliant. He's 79 years old, right? Yes. Is Two that a talent? No, 79 years old. Two and a half hours long, stood up for the whole time. What that man was doing with his body was incredible. I said, I, at one point, I leant over to my sister and went, he's the old-fashioned Michael Jackson. He was he was busting moves. Was it he? was Oh, man, it was so funny. And it was the last night. There was a weird bit, though. If anyone went and saw this show, it was brilliant. And it's just it's just him telling talking about being in show business and stuff. And he's been doing it for 64 years. He must be tired. He must be tired. Thank you. He, um, and, um, he's been doing it for 64 years. Then there was a weird bit, right? When at the end, where people were throwing flowers on the stage, I thought, oh, that's nice. And then I looked closely at the people throwing the flowers on the stage, theatre staff. Of course they were. Who takes flowers? <laughs> Who takes flowers? And he'd obviously had it written in his contract that, yeah, I'll do it, but you've got to throw flowers at the end. It wasn't a thing. It was supposed to be real, was it? I think so, wow. yeah. Gosh. It was it was flipping brilliant. It was being filmed for a DVD release, so I made sure I whistled a lot and laughed very loudly when there was silence in the rest of the theatre, so I'll be on the DVD. Brilliant. It was hilarious. It was, honestly, it was one of the most uplifting things I've... And I thought, oh, I'll go because it'll be... The reason I went... OK, it's because um, Front Row were banging on about it, On uh, Samira was banging on about it on BBC Radio 4, and I remember when I was a kid... My mum saying, Jim Dale was on telly. My mum saying, oh, he's really weird, that bloke. I was about six. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, I saw him being interviewed once and he was weird. Now, I think she means weird in the same way, in a similar way that um, Cat Stevens is now weird. No, because that meant Muslim, didn't well, it? Well, I think it just means um, turning their back on the norm. Right. Um, or, or on the majority. So Cat Stevens was weird for becoming a Muslim. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Jim Dale was weird for going to work in America and having a slightly transatlantic accent. Right. I think that's what that meant. So I was, I've been obsessed with it. He was brilliant. He was flipping brilliant. 79 years old. Gosh, what so an age. So would you like to apologise to I'm me? I'm sorry you had to sit through that. Oh, that's just unfair. <laughs> Phone in. Same as it ever was. Got this morning's phone in, guys. Same as it ever was. People that look old now. 
David Byrne looks old now. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. People that look old now. There is water at the bottom of the ocean. Under the Oh, the vibe is strong with this. The team are coming up with people already. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. People that look old now. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busy now on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and the A1 is building up southbound from the Stirling Corner towards Apex Corner in Edgware. In Bishop Stortford on the A120 Bishop Stortford Bypass there's roadworks between the M11 Junction 8 for the Birchhanger services and Stansted Road so that could cause some delays and also in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way at the Kingston roundabout there's roadworks there so they're being told to expect delays there when it starts to get busier. On the train departure boards the 634 train from Bedford to Sutton has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of two days. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. And residents in Leighton Buzzard say the Church of England hasn't acted quickly enough to prevent neglected horses from dying on their land. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for Argentine winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. If the 26-year-old agrees to move to Vicarage Road, it will eclipse the £3.25 million paid for Nathan Ellington back in 2007. Elsewhere, England under-21s beat Sweden 1-0 to keep alive their European Championship hopes and England play Norway tonight in the last 16 of the Women's World Cup. Lewis Hamilton leads Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg by just 10 points in the Formula One World Championship after Rosberg beat the Hertfordshire driver in the Austrian Grand Prix. Hamilton was on pole, but Rosberg passed him at the start and controlled the race to the end. Uh, they changed something on the clutches and for some reason it doesn't work on mine. The first four races were fantastic and I'm like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, anyways, they changed it and ever since it's not been, you know, I've been getting bad starts, so I've got to try to... Now, you know, I'll go back with my engineers and I'll be battling to try and get it back to the way it was. 
The American Jordan Spieth has won the US Open golf two months after winning the Masters. The 21-year-old finished on five under to become the youngest winner of the US Open in 92 years after fellow American Dustin Johnson three-putted on the last hole. Andy Murray won his fourth Queen's Club title, beating Kevin Anderson in straight sets. Earlier, Murray had to finish his rain-delayed semi-final with Wimbledon just a week away. Obviously, you know, you want to go into Wimbledon with, with matches under your belt on, on the grass. Um, you know, but I, I need to make sure I use the next seven days as best as possible. You know, it's been a long few months um, already um, and I need to, to make sure I take, uh, you know, a day or two off. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenner won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Thank you. Probably, probably can't play that song now because of... Oh, no, actually, probably can't play that song now. OK, right, that's fair enough. Fair play. Um, we're going to look in the paper. We've got do, one. Do, do you want me to do it first? We'll or do share. You, you can do the first one. Share. Eh? Oh, share. I wonder if... Sure. Surely not. Um, we've only got one paper, guys. Doesn't matter. 03459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. We're always faking clips. Oh, I... Right, the whiteboard. We need the whiteboard yeah, because I, I don't know. Scoyne's still got it. We, I need the whiteboard because 
Um, we're going to carry topics in the rabbit hole over for the, for the whole week. I've decided. So anything that pops up in a, in on a on a day is going to be carried over for the whole week. And I had a dream last night of a phone-in topic. Okay, and in the dream it was flipping brilliant. Right, yeah. it was flipping brilliant. Kels, if you're going to go and get that whiteboard, let's hope you get a pen as well. Otherwise, it's pointless. When I woke up, I thought, well, that topic was brilliant. That topic was brilliant. Oh, that topic any good? Oh, it's a bit rubbish. So I'm going to I'm going to say it and then we're just going to do it, okay? okay. And because in the dream it worked. Go on. What's happened to you underwater? Now, in the dream, in the dream it was brilliant. Let's just try a random person. Let's, the next person that walks into the studio, we'll ask them. Oh, hey, Dealey. Oh, hi, guys. Oh, How thank you, you. you. Justin, okay. I, I just want to... got another mirror. <laughs> You're doing squirrels today. Uh, am I? <laughs> you... Who no, no, we... no, no, hang on, hang on. Who did we speak to 20 minutes ago and no. said they were going to do squirrels? You said to me, I want you to do some hard work. I said, OK, um, I want to bring something up. Squirrels in Dunstable, they're slightly arrogant. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and work and do them. There, we, we were it was talk- just personal beef. It we, was just personal beef. We oh. were talking on air about yeah. what you were going to do. Oh, was that what I was going to do? I thought it was a case of... I wa- hang on, no. Yeah. Has, he ever, has he ever done this show before? You said to me, I want you to work hard today. And I said, I've got personal beef with squirrels. I'd say they're two different well, that's conversations. You, no, that's usually how you introduce <laughs> a box. So, so okay. what have you done the last 20 minutes? I, I've went... You went and got the papers. papers. Went and got the papers. Yeah, no okay. papers. Yeah, papers. But, so you haven't taken your weird beef with squirrels to the streets? Well, I can do. When do you want it Kelly, for? It, Kelly, <laughs> just let me know. Who's being stupid here? Is it me or him? Him. Thank you. So, so what? What are you after? Um, squirrels are the arrogant. You, you um... suggested it. No, I can do whatever. When, when do you want it for? Well, I wanted it for about ten minutes from now. Okay. See you later then. Oh. Right. Okay. Yeah, but before yeah. you go, yeah. He's. He, I. I dreamt a phone in topic. Mm. It, it doesn't sound good in real life. In my dream, it worked. Yeah. Let's just see if this works. Yeah. What's happened to you underwater? Keep it clean, man. <laughs> Keep yeah. it clean. We've got, got kids listening. I've got one. Yeah, go on. Go on. Then. I sustained an injury. How? You know, you know, in the olden days when you didn't have a shower head, you had like um, the thing that sucked onto yeah. the taps. Well, my grand's was broken, had a hole in it, so they were using a cup to wash our hair. Oh at yeah, my grand's. Yeah, we didn't realise the cup had chipped. Yeah, and so me and my cousin are both sitting in the bath, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden the bath water goes red. Oh, oh mate! Uh. I cut my bum. Cut your okay. Right, okay. There. Well, this is this is two this is two phone-ins um, in one. What's happened to you underwater, and have you ever cut your bum? That's that's what we're discussing today. Justin, do either of those two work for uh, you? Yes, I cut my bum. Yes, uh, yes, I've got that one, which I'm not going to go into. In fact, yesterday I don't I was, want to go into yeah, your yeah, bum. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yesterday, no, no, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm going to go with. <laughs> wow. Can I just say, if, if Justin is censoring himself, <laughs> you can only imagine how outrageous that story was. Okay. Um, as for water, I've healed underwater. I had internal bleeding in my You've left. Healed. Yeah, I've healed. When I was playing football, I had uh, internal bleeding in my left knee. And You've they said healed? To me, yeah, and they said to me, you must go swimming three times a week to get your knee moving. Where did again. you go swimming? Lourdes? No, uh, Decorum Sports Centre in Hemel Hempstead. Have they got holy water there? Uh, no, but it just worked. It okay. worked, so I've healed. And secondly, I've lost my trunks underwater. <laughs> when I went swimming with the school, I dived in thinking I was the big I am. Whoosh! Turns out you're the, you're the smaller <laughs> will I am. Uh, my boys, well, we, went, we go swimming quite a bit, and we went swimming the other day, and my youngest said, Daddy, I need a wee. Um, can we oh, go no. to the toilet? I said, I'm not I'm not getting out, son. We're not getting out. Just, look, here's, here's a grown-up trick. You can just do a wee in the pool, OK? Yeah, he went, no, you can't. you can't. I said, yeah, you can't. Just do a wee in the pool. I do it all the time. 
Not all the wow. time. Wow. Not like Mate. a... Mate. Yeah. And so what you do, of course, you just stand there and... I know how you do it. Yeah, he didn't. He stood up on the edge, pulled his trunks down, <laughs> got his dinkle out and starts wheeling into the pool. Absolute player. <laughs> I'm lucky it wasn't the other. Uh, Justin, go and do something on the streets, okay, please. No okay, bye. Thank you. Cheers. Unbe- unbelievable behaviour. Hey, turns out your subconscious mind was right, though. That, that's, okay, that's so, got so, so we've got we've got two two uh, uh, things there. Squirrels. Um, what have you done uh, underwater? And also, who looks old now? So we've got um, uh, and, David Byrne cut, looks cut old now. Huh? What about cut your bum? And cut your bum, but I'm just a little bit cautious about that. What, who did you say who's, who's got old now? Um, Matt LeBlanc. And it. Because and it? he's also got really wide. Moonface. He's got a tiny little head. Yeah. Massive yeah. torso. Who looks old now, guys? We'll take your calls after this.
guys. Ian Lee, BBC 3CR, 03459 Who looks old now? Ever cut your bum on what's happened to you underwater? We'll find all of that out and a bit more after we get some of this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy now on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. It's also looking slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and 19 for Watford. And in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, that's slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the train departure boards, the 6.59 service from Three Bridges to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey Sammy, sorry, that sign wasn't a sign for you. Oh, really? Oh, this it is... It sounded got, like it was. No, I know it did. And uh, that was rude of me, Sammy. Is it what? because the train has cancelled? No. <laughs> i tell you why it is, OK? It's because it's really hot in this studio, OK? And I, I would like... This is another phone-in. This is why we need the whiteboard, because the, the ideas are just pouring out of me like the sweat from my pit, Sammy. <laughs> oh, no, you could have a hula party. Um... I, I think I'm going to say goodbye. No, I think I'm going to say goodbye, Sammy. That was weird. What? That was that was that was. It's a hula party. That was weird, right? What's going on? Her, Dealey, everybody's being nuts. At least Kelly's not. Yeah. There we go. You see, she's being her usual ineffectual self. She's the reason this show's on air today. You've got her to blame. She's done a good deed for the day. And that's it. She's done a good deed for the year. That's it. Um, oh, she was at Rhythms of the World. We'll ask her about that later on when, um, you know, after the show. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Right, hang on a second. Let's do this. It's business time. Uh, let's get the business news. Not the business news. The news news uh, from, oh, me. <laughs> lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. And Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for winger Diego Perotti with Italian side... Genoa. Genoa. Thank you. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather grey and damp old start to the new working week. However, the heaviest of our rain has already moved south and eastwards. It's a little better now than it was earlier on or earlier last night. Um, but this is all moving south. It's still rather cloudy, still one or two showers popping up. And these showers could pop up anywhere through the course of the day. They're not restricted to a time frame, I'm afraid. So be prepared for showers, maybe one or two quite heavy ones later on this afternoon. But just north of Luton, there's a line in the clouds. So just moving south of Milton Keynes at the moment, we have some sunshine and uh, there's a whole big hole in the cloud just looking at the satellite picture. So we all should get some sunny spells through the course of the day as well. Temperatures likely to reach 17, maybe 18 Celsius. Sunsets at 21, 25 when it does. Still some showers feeding in this evening, but they will die out. Minimum temperature down to 8 Celsius. Got a bit of a breeze overnight, which pre- prevents the temperature from dropping down too far. Sun rises today 4.43 and it's going to be a better day tomorrow an improving picture, feeling warm, some good sunny spells, temperatures up to 19 Celsius, and that's your forecast. 
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost walking to spending um, game. ten minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, this weekend they're walking the 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. Oh, it's a parterre, is it? <laughs> I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas' It's a parterre, everybody. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know what I want to say. No, nor do I. I always think that every time I hear that trail. Oh, let's have a parter, everybody. <laughs> You've got to fight every... for your right. To parter is the thing. So, um, David's in Hitchin. Good morning to you, David. Hello there. Hello, David. David. Yeah, that's the fella. Rat fans! Good morning, David. What have you got for us? Well, you're saying about underwater. When I was about nine years old, I was sent to a residential home on Hayden Island. Oh, yeah. And But every two weeks, they used to take us down to the seafront oh. to try and teach us how to swim. Nobody, nobody can learn how to swim in the sea. That's not a natural environment. Well, hang on, it's actually it's the most natural environment in the world, apart from the world itself. Well, well it's equally natural. But you can't learn to swim in the sea. Well, perhaps they didn't know that in 1959. Yeah, did, they, did they just chuck you in? No, we just had to wade out into the sea in our trunks. I hate the sea. I hate the sea with a passion. I'll tell you why. Uh, because um, when I started going out with my now wife, we went on holiday to Greece, and I'd never really liked the sea, right? But I was showing no. off a bit. So I went in the sea, and I was swimming around. I was thinking, actually, I have missed, at the time, 36 years of this. This is amazing. This is flipping brilliant. I was loving it, David. I was swimming out, yeah. I was swimming around a little island, doing all this stuff. And then I made the mistake of um, standing on, um, I don't, what are they called? The, the, the underwater hedgehogs. An urchin. A sea urchin. That's I stood on a sea yeah. porcupine, uh, David. Flipping egg! And I came out <laughs> And, I, and I'd never even heard of these things. No one had told me about these things. And I came out, and I had the porcupine pines in my foot. And I had to, I had to have my foot upright. And my brother-in-law, who had only just met, was um, plucking at my feet, pulling these pines, flipping it. Never again, mate. I won't go in the sea. I won't go in the sea. I don't blame you. Classic bounce, David. Take it easy. Yeah. Well, hey, I got knocked over by a wave. Oh, there's more. Yeah, of course. I got knocked over by a wave, oh. and there I was, sitting on the sea bottom, watching the bubbles come up in front of my face. So did you die? Uh, no, not as far as I can make out. I think they'll still be here. There we go. Thank you very much indeed, David. If you, and, and I say this, and I don't mean this... This is why we need the whiteboard, the, the ideas. Um, I say this, and I don't mean this flippantly. Have you ever died? Have you ever died? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five because you always get these people go, well, and the doctors tell me I was I was technically dead for three minutes. All right, yeah. I thought I was dying once, but I wasn't. I fainted. Well, hang on a second. It's a lot like death. No, no, no. The phone. In, oh no, actually, okay, we can expand it. Have you ever died, and have you ever thought that you were dying? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five, and another phone in as well. Only give them one idea, a link. Stuff that. 
Can we find anybody who works somewhere hotter than this studio? Look at the sweat pouring off of my brow. Uh, can we find anybody who works anywhere hotter than this? I don't know, a foundry or hell? Because this really has to be the hottest place in the world, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? 03459 455 555. What have you got in the papers now that the Justin's got them for us? All manner of things. A woman had to be rescued by firefighters after her foot got trapped inside her own toilet. A what? Foot. In a toilet? Yeah. Do you want to know how she came to be there? Um... She slipped after a shower and her foot went into the bowl, which was little more than an opening in the floor. Oh, one of them. Oh, hang on. Is it China. Ba- Bangalore, China. Yeah, OK. Yeah, fire, well, the Chinese. I fire mean. crews in Guangan, southwest China, spent more than an hour freeing her, partly by chopping into the ceiling of the flat below. The woman was treated for a twisted ankle. Is there anything funnier than a child um, with his head trapped in iron railings and you getting a massive sore and saying, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to chop it off? And they think you mean their head. And then you do. Um... 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. That's one of those things that people only do in 70s comedies now, isn't it? No, it happens. That and having your foot stuck up the tap. It happens. Mm. Um, this, these people deserve... Uh, oh, look, it looks like... Um, are we allowed to say Dave Lee Travis? Let me see. He does. Quack, quack, oops. <laughs> do you find... <laughs> no, I can't do that. But just imagine... No, I can't. I can't do that. Guilty or not guilty? Quack, quack, oops. A retired couple have been threatened with an ASBO for playing their Roy Orbison albums too loud. Good. Roy Orbison is rubbish. Officers handed stunned Robert and Christine Fox, both 68, one year away, a warning following complaints from neighbours fed up with such hits as Oh Pretty Woman, Only the Lonely, and It's Over. I don't know if they're fed up with the hits. They're fed up with the twits that are playing the hits. Robert said... We make sure it's off by 6.30. I can't believe it's come to this. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I think it's just gone politically correct. He denied swearing at city council staff when they visited his home. I did get worked up. I was annoyed. A neighbour felt the need to report me. Well, it serves him right. We can't have people blaring out blooming um, pretty woman when they should be blaring out this. Smart enough for this life I've been living A little bit slow for the pace of the game It's not I'm ungrateful for all I've been given But nevertheless just the same I wish to my soul I was back in Montana High on my mountain and deep in the snow up in my cabin over the valley under the blankets with you over the ocean from here over the mountains from This old mountain range up in the sky Tectonic creation, erosion, mutation Something to pleasure God's eye The world 
world is a wonder of lightning and thunder, the green of the ground as we fall from the sky. The old and new faces, the tribes and the races, thousands of places to try. Sorry, guys, we, we, uh, we interrupt the new track from um, um, James Taylor because Dealey's burst in in a... I mean, <laughs> what is wrong with you this morning? What do you mean? It's a very weird vibe. It's a new town. Same dog. <laughs> I don't know if it is the same dog. Squirrels, yeah. arrogant squirrels. Yeah, I've been saying in Dunstable that they Just are. Just talking to the arrogant. microphone, it helps. Okay, yes, I've been saying in Dunstable <laughs> they are slightly arrogant. Yeah. Uh, you said no, people won't agree. I've been on the streets and uh, everyone agrees. If you go along with the fact the squirrels here are particularly arrogant, I mean, what's your thoughts on squirrels? I don't like squirrels at all. I think they're arrogant and they just come out when in the middle of the road and you, you've got to be careful you don't run them over, but sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. So there's definitely something about them. It's not just me. They've been goading you as well. Yes, definitely. I just They just give me the heebie-jeebies. All I know, I don't like squirrels. Um, they've got a lot in my garden, all up the trees, and um, they're annoying me because they, because I'm scared to go, even go out my front back, back gate. Um, back door and I see all the squirrels around. You're scared to go yeah. to your back door yeah. because of the squirrels? No, but no, squirrels are really um, not bad. I don't know any of the squirrels. Yeah, but they, they should be dealt yeah. with it in a court of law, don't you think? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But as I walk down the path, they sort of run towards you. Um, they go all through the bins, um, mainly in the children's park as well. Really? So they're going through the bins, so they're robbing. That's the first thing they're stealing. But also this, this idea of them coming up to you, almost giving it the big one, and then as soon as you move, they run away, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Evidence. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, can you take your, what's happened to you underwater to the streets? Yeah, no problem. Give me half an hour, boss, and I'll uh, come up with the goods. Bye. <laughs> was that an evil chuckle? It was. That was an actual evil chuckle. I mean, unbelievable. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident towards London at Junction 3 for High Wycombe East and that's between a car and a van and it's starting to cause some queues and it's blocked a lane. On the M1 towards London there are delays between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware and that's possibly because of reports of an incident but we will get further details for you. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for St Albans to 19 for Watford and the A1 is slow southbound from Boreham towards Edgware looking at the speed sensors. No reports of any problems on the trains at the moment though Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Sammy thank you very much so I mean I'll try and remember as many of these phone-ins as I can ever cut your bum what's happened to you underwater does anybody work uh, in a place hotter than this studio um um oh who looks old now and uh, thank you smudger yes Barry Manilow looks old now 03459 455 555 or text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Let's get the news. Here's Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. The headlines, lorry drivers warn over stowaways in their vehicles, motorcyclists killed in Buckinghamshire collision and Watford set to break their transfer record. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the Three Counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of just two days. In one case, a lorry driver alerted the police on the M1. In another, people were rounded up in a field near to the the Toddington service station. These drivers say they and their colleagues face a constant battle. Coming up the M20, heard all this banging in the lorry and he immediately found the police and the police met him, uh, escorted him to the police station. They opened the back doors up and there was 11 inside. I think there's a lot of politics going on with it because yeah. you'll have a spell where it's just like rife and no one seems to be monitoring it and then it seems to get clamped down on and they're like right on the case. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. Police are appealing for witnesses. Britain's largest nursing union has warned that thousands of foreign nurses could be forced to leave the UK under new immigration rules. The Royal College of Nursing says a new pay threshold, which means non-European workers will have to return home after six years if they're not earning at least £35,000, will cause chaos for the NHS. Dr Peter Carter is from the RCN. Most of those nurses are working in acute hospital wards or care homes where there's already a shortfall in staff. So you're talking about an under-pressurised area of nursing which will be further compromised by this. An emergency summit will be held in Brussels later to try to stop Greece defaulting on its debts and exiting the euro. New proposals to end the crisis put forward by Greece yesterday will be considered. Residents in Leighton Buzzard say the Church of England hasn't acted quickly enough to prevent neglected horses from dying on their land. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner. But Sarah, who runs the Leighton Buzzard Horse Action Group, believes the church has a duty to do more. Landowners, in our opinion, have a have a responsibility for their land and the animals that are on that land, whether legally or illegally. I think morally, they they need to take the high ground um, with this. If the church are not acting um, correctly and morally, what chance do the rest of us have, really? A man from Stevenage scaled Westminster Abbey yesterday in a Father's Day protest. Fathers for Justice say Bobby Smith was one of two men who made the protest before climbing down after several hours. In sport, Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for Argentine winger Diego Parotti with the Italian side Genoa. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenner won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. The weather, some rain this morning, sunny this afternoon, but still with a chance of heavy showers. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. No, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. If you want your kids to do nice jingles, they can. You can email them in, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. I don't want stuff like that. Put that ready. Then 
Oh, wait. No, that's just creepy. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ever cut your bum? What's happened to you underwater? Does anybody work anywhere hotter than this studio? Who looks old now? Chris, you're, you see, Chris has got it. Bill Clinton looks old now. He does, doesn't he? It's just... People go from, from looking... Um, I was going to say looking normal... So just suddenly, you look at them and go, oh, they look old now, don't they? And on the subject of what's happened to you underwater, Scott says, I once trod on a weaver fish in the sea. I made such a, such a fuss about it. My friends still call me Weaver Boy 15 years later. 03459 You can text. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can tweet at Ian Lee if you want. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Have... Have we got any Texas? We ain't got no Texas. What? No, not one. Not one Texas? Not one. Aren't people lazy? I'm doing all this work and then they're just sitting there, what, listening to it? Yeah. We should be so lucky. Okay, well, if you want to text us in, you can. 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of two days. All of them have been carried into the area in the back of a lorry. Now, here's the interesting thing. If that happens, the lorry driver faces prosecution, whether they knew about it or not. That doesn't seem fair to me. I mean, yeah, if the lorry driver's taken a few quid, then, all right, yeah, that's outrageous. But but if they've just snuck on, really? If you're a lorry driver that's been affected by this, I'd love to hear from you. I know it's a kind of a niche audience. 03459 455 555. Uh, Peter Cullum is the Head of International Affairs at the Road Haulage Association. Morning, Peter. Good morning. First of all, have I got that right? If, if, if there's somebody in the back or underneath or on the top or of someone's lorry, the lorry driver, whether they knew about it or not, gets in trouble? No, that's not quite true. Go on, then. There's what's called a civil penalty regime, where so long as you can demonstrate that you've done everything you can to prevent migrants, everybody accepts nowadays that migrants do try and get on without the driver's knowledge. And so long as the driver has a credible defence, which shows he does relevant checks, which have been agreed between the industry and the Home Office, then he can uh, mitigate the fines or even get them reduced altogether. Oh, reduced? So he still has to pay? Not necessarily. The key issue is, has he got an effective system in place? That was oh. agreed between industry and the Home Office some years ago. And if he, if he and the company can demonstrate they've got an effective system in place, then there are no fines. And it's accepted that migrants do try everything they can to get on board without the driver knowing. How, how would a driver prove that they've, they've undertaken the proper checks? Well, there are certain guidelines which are given on the Home Office website, and uh, the company is expected to provide him with training. They keep records to show that they do checks on vehicles at certain times. And I should add that these checks are very little different from the checks that drivers should do to ensure the vehicle is roadworthy before they set off. So, so what are the checks? Well, they, they mean that you, you check the, the external part of the vehicle, you check all the, uh, uh, the, the back doors are padlocked, you, there's, a, there's a, a device called a TIR cord, you check that that is secure, uh, you check the underside of the vehicle, uh, just as you would do as if you were doing a normal walk-down check before you set off. Okay. Um, so if that if those checks are made, then there's no way that um, these migrants can get on there. Is that right? 
No, that's not strictly true. That's the that's where the defect is. That it is still possible. It depends on the circumstance. For example, if a driver is resting in, say, uh, northern Europe, it's possible for people to sneak on board without the driver knowing. But if he does the checks and can demonstrate that he's done the checks, then that provides a. Okay. Defense. How do you demonstrate that you've done the checks? Would you have you got to film yourself doing it? No, um, there are there there are checklists which are provided, and you sign off. Well, I can just tick that and sign that off. It. You know, you, you've had a long Sorry? day, you've had a long journey. Just tick that, sign it off. It's fine. Well, that's where the, the principle is based on the integrity of the whole process. And uh, there are gaps, and when the gaps are identified, then one gets the company to try and improve on them. But funnily enough, there are technologies around which suggest that. Uh, the check, the, a demonstrated checklist will be possible in the future, but that's very much under development. So uh, are you suggesting, Peter, then, that, that um, there are uh, no lorry drivers that have been fined wrongly uh, for, you know, they say that they, they, they didn't know the immigrants were there and they weren't believed and they had to pay up a fine. That's never happened. I don't know whether it's never happened, but certainly I can only quote my own personal case. Whereas we used to have this problem a few years ago, now the process is a much much more of a, of a dialogue between us and the Home Office. And in my own personal case, I have known of four or five people who have been approached by the Home Office and they've been able to demonstrate the integrity of their checks and they've not paid a fine at all. Um, it does seem a little bit unfair to put the onus on the drivers, doesn't it? Well, I think you've got that, that. There is that point of view, but I suppose one has to say that everybody has to do his bit. There is no point in saying it's the job of the state, and therefore every, we, the industry, can just relax. And we've accepted that. We've said, okay, we will do our bit, but therefore there has to be a, 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 a quid pro quo, and there is a process by which you go through the dialogue. And if you're still not satisfied, you can always go to the county court. And uh, and put up a defence in, in court. How much does a driver get paid? Uh, oh well, that varies from. For, it depends on the, on the trucking company. Roughly, well, I've got I've got literally no idea. Twenty thousand a year, a hundred thousand a year. I've got no idea. Well, it's between. It, it, I suppose it's between. It depends. Uh, I mean, it depends whether you're doing. Depends on the on the vehicle. Uh, if there's a small vehicle, he uh, and he comes from abroad. And this is the other point that one needs to know is that more than 80 percent of all the vehicles now crossing the channel uh, commercially are foreign registered. So you could get a range from some very low wages, uh, say, coming from Eastern Europe to relatively high wages coming from Germany, France or the UK. So there's a, there's a variety, but the fine is fixed uh, and therefore there should there should be an element of commonality across the piece. How much is the fine? Well, it can be as much as £2,000 from the driver and £2,000 from the company. Because I'm thinking so if, remember- if the driver is, is getting paid, and I, I, I've, I've still got no idea how much a driver gets paid on average. Um, uh, if a driver is getting paid, I would imagine not masses amounts. Two grand is going to be a, well, two grand's a lot of money in anyone's you know, bank book. I just don't understand why the onus is on them and not the official security checks at the borders. Because the border can, because the border authorities do their checks at the border. What the driver is saying is that before I got to the border, my company told me to do checks. I did those checks, and therefore I have done everything I can to show that I've got an effective system in place to resist migrants. Now everybody accepts that that is not foolproof. Uh, that there may be opportunities when a migrant can get on. For example, if there are queues on the approaches to the ports, then the 
the truck is a static target yeah. and the driver is on his own and therefore he can't defend himself. And we recommend that if migrants are suspected to be on board, the driver does not confront them. He takes the migrants to a place of safety and then you get into the civil penalty regime. But as I said, of, of late, uh, we've not had any cases that have caused uh, us concern. And if we do, we bring it up with the Home Office. OK. Peter, I appreciate your time and, and uh, uh, helping me go through it. Thank you very much. It's Peter Cullum, Head of uh, International Affairs at the Road Haulage Association. 03459 455 555. It's Colin in Harpenden. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Ian. What was that noise? Morning, you, No, it? before that, there was a... Oh, oh. No, good morning. No, nothing. Yeah, but, no, but before that... <laughs> you went. Oh, yeah. oh, it must have been the dogs, aren't it, though? The dog. It was coming from. It was your voice, unless your oh, dog. I don't know. You went. Oh, you did. I don't know him. You did. You went. I don't oh. know him. And you. And you know what? What effect it had on me? What? They just give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it really did. It really, really did. What have you got for us, Cole? Yeah, underwater. I played yes. a prank on my three children. Oh, uh, beautiful. Underwater for my, my, more than five minutes. What? How did you do that, mate? Well, down Batford, River Lee, in Hampton, yes, you've got the, you got the ford where it, and the, the waterfall where it goes over and drops. Yeah. So all four of us lined up, and it, it was put your head underneath the waterfall and hold your breath the longest. Yeah. So like, we all went under, and they just popped up, I don't know, after, two, uh, after 30 seconds. Yeah, lightweight. Popped their heads out, yeah. Yeah, idiots. I just carried on holding my breath, and by the time I, it was passers by, and I'd gone more than five minutes, and they were trying to pull me out, and in the end, I just stood up and said, what's the matter? And they couldn't believe it. I said, well, there's a little pocket of air. If you go further in, oh, there's a pocket of air. Hey, you terrified your kids for the sake of a laugh. I, I like your style. I, I like your style. Is it true, right, because you see this in films, that behind every waterfall, there's like a secret cave that's either got pirate treasure or dinosaurs in? Exactly, I found it. Did you find it? Yeah, you can eat, it's the erosion of the rocks and everything. It's the Asians in, in the rocks. It's the, the Asians in the rocks. Yes, people hide things in, behind in the in, Hang on a minute. in the void. Well, you just talked about illegal migrants. There are Asians hiding behind waterfalls. Not Asians, no treasure. You said. Oh, oh, right. Okay, fine. Thank you, Colin. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. There we go. You see, my dream was true. Underwater stories is proving to be a winner. Always go with the dreams. Always go with your dreams. Flipping egg, it's hot. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, ladies. You won't be able to see this. The trousers are going to come off in a second because it is. Um, it's a sweat bath in here. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there's been an accident at Junction 3 for High Wycombe East, which is causing queues now from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. All the lanes have been reopened, though. It's still looking really slow. And it's also affecting the A404 northbound at the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout as well. On the M1 towards London, between Junction 4 for Edgware, between Junction 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware, that's looking really slow. That's because of a vehicle that broke down there, although all the lanes have now been reopened there too. And the M25 is slow anti-clockwise between Junction Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also in Luton on Vauxhall Way, that's starting to look busy between Hitchin Road and Crawley Green Road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you beefing on about? What are you beefing on about? Thank you, Sammy.
Right, 7.16 or thereabouts. It's uh, Monday the 22nd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the Three Counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. And Watford are set to break their record after their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. Genoa. Thank you very much indeed. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. I haven't got the thing that does my thing, so I'll play this instead. <laughs> Let's go to Grumpy Jamie. Good morning, Grumps. Morning, mate. How you doing? Grumpy? Not bad. Yeah? Grumpy as usual? Yep. Yep. And the thing about you is you enjoy being grumpy, don't you? It's fantastic. Yeah. Why? It's just a good way of life. And it, and it, it is, though. I agree. With, I'll cheer up. Go and have a look. Get knotted. No, I, I'm, with, I'm with you, brother. I mean, you take Grump to a whole new level that I can only dream of achieving. Um, but, but I agree with you. Grumpiness is the way forward. What have yes, you called sir. in about, Grumpy Jamie? Um, HCV drivers. The wages. I was on £1,000 a week when I did the continent. Flipping heck! That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's £52,000 a year. Yeah, but you're away three weeks at a time. Who cares? That's even 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 bigger bonus. It you is, haven't gone out the with the family. You've got the sunshine. Exactly. Sunshine. You haven't got the family. You're earning the dollar. Yes. It's beautiful. You And you've got a truck if you want to, you know what I mean, do a little <laughs> bit of long-distance haulage. Um, it must be a dream come true. Um, it was back then. Obviously, I've been out ten years now, so I don't oh. know what the wages are. The prob- I bet the wages are probably half that now. Oh, so the probably the lads are probably earning nothing. Hence, why some of them are probably going to uh, the uh, the bad avenues by trying to bring across people to earn extra money. The bad avenues. <laughs> exactly. Did you? What was your favourite um, food to eat whilst driving in? Let's say Belgium. Um, they actually made a nice. Um, ham roll, actually. Crep. That was it. Crep. Oof, no. You don't like a good crep? No. Really? No, I don't. What's your problem with that, mate? Just don't like them. Uh, yeah. I'm not into that old pancakes or anything like that. <laughs> not for me. I tell you what I'm not into. I, I don't get it. I don't get, um, I don't get waffles. No. I don't, I don't get the, the potato waffles... Birds eye potato waffles. And I don't get um, uh, the sweet waffles. What's that all about, guys? I don't know. So they, they put um, syrup on them waffles and all. What's that all about? Thanks for calling, Jamie. Take care. Ta-ta. Uh, Paul's on the line. Morning, Paul. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, Paul. I'm sweating. I'm really sweaty. But do you know what? It's good. It's sweat. I'm losing weight while I'm in here, so it's a bonus. Okay, well, I'm very pleased with you. Thank you, sir. What have you got for us? Um, regarding st- things that have happened underwater. Oh, yeah. 
Um, there's a place called Stewart's Cove in the Bahamas. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of Stewart's Cove in the Bahamas, he said, filling in for those people who couldn't quite hear what was just said. Yes. Oh, sorry, it might not be very clear. Um, I'm driving at the minute. Yeah, it's a, it's a shark diving place. Yeah. They take you out in the open ocean about half an hour. Yeah. You jump off the boat, you're scuba diving, you sit on the bottom of the ocean, and, and a fella comes down with a bait box, pulls fish heads out, and all these Caribbean reef sharks fly in from different directions. Now, are you in a cage? No, there's no cage. You're just sat... Hang on a second, let me get this right. You're just sat at the bottom of a sea, at the sea... While a bloke who, let's be honest, in the Caribbean probably hasn't got any health and safety training, throws dead fish around you to attract sharks. He had he had a skateboard helmet on because apparently one of the sharks bit his head once before, so he wears a skateboard <laughs> helmet now. And how much did you pay for for this near death experience? Um, how much was it? I, it was a few years ago now. Not that much. I think about sixty dollars, something like that. Yeah, those sounds like a bonus. And how many have you managed to get back to the surface? We all we all survive, but they do. They come from behind you, and and as they come past you, they sort of slap you in the face. If you time it right, they'll their their sort of their tails will hit you in the face. It's like the, being slapped hard in the face. The sharks a, will slap. They they come behind you, come from behind you, and they will slap you in the face with their tails. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. And where was so, sorry, Paul? Where was the fun in this? Where was the fun in it? Um, I wouldn't say fun isn't the word I'd use. I, I just I just remember seeing it once on a on the television or on the internet or something, and it just stuck in my mind. And I it was something that I decided I always wanted to do. I've got a DVD of it somewhere. Oh mate, it sounds absolutely terrifying. It, it wasn't really. The scary bit was um, I'd never dived with sharks before, so I was yeah. told to dive with them before just in case it, I didn't like it anyway so I did one in the morning and, and we pulled up in the boat and all the sharks were circling the boat it was like jaws and yeah. fins coming around the boat and the is boat, it true this is go on sorry carry on that's the scary bit seeing the fins and I stepped off the back of the boat as one came behind the boat and I would have as I stepped off I would have landed on it and then it all turned around because you could have stepped on him then stepped on another and then what is it true I've always said this is a fact and I'm sure it's true if, if yeah. a shark comes to attack you you've got to punch it in the nose uh, <laughs> I mean, you can try that I suppose um, I don't know I just uh, I've Paul, heard that listen well. it sounds it sounds absolutely terrifying thank you mate your underwater stories. My dream came true. Hey, here's something. Can we talk? Remind me about half past... What? Hello. Kelly said... Nothing. I said, otherwise you have to do the thing that you have to do with the dog. Stick your finger up its... Um... Uh, if your dog is biting you, you put your finger up its bum. Well, Fact. I said that to Kelly and she said, oh, it's blowhole. I said, a shark doesn't have a blowhole. Does it not? No. Um, here's what I want to talk about after half past seven. Where the fin goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, what, the fin it comes off? <laughs> he, did you hear about this amazing, amazing? And I want to—it's got—it's got to be on YouTube. I keep meaning to look for it. The uh, the red arrows at the weekend. Yes. This is amazing, right? So they've red arrows. They're doing a parachute jump, right? Parachute doesn't open for one of them. Every, it's like an air show. Everyone's panicking on the ground. Imagine what they're feeling like in the uh, on the air. So, and I don't know how many there were. All the other red arrows dive towards this guy that was falling because you can kind of aim yourself. His parachute opened a bit, so he slowed down a bit. But they dived towards him. They all huddled around him. And I heard one of them being interviewed afterwards. He said, 
Well, as uh, as we were falling rapidly, we were discussing the pl- best plan of action. To- and he's doing it in a really good... So they're huddled around him, hurtling towards the earth. One of their parachutes doesn't open properly, and they're all going, right, lads, what should we do? How do we get out of this? And they somehow managed to direct, all kind of move over to the water, so that he fell into the water. Didn't one of them catch him? Some, I don't... He was holding on to his I don't um, parachute. Know. I tell you what, while I'm doing this next story, could you have a little look? Yeah, have See a look. if there's YouTube footage and find out exactly what happened. I heard it at the weekend. Maybe Maybe you were there. Maybe you were there, dear listener. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five, and it's just even now, just recounting it, I'm getting goosebumps. They were hurtling to the ground, and they had to kind of push him over into the water. It's like that scene in the eighteen movie where they're in a tank that's hurtling to the ground, and they keep firing the rocket. If you know anything about it, 03459 We'll talk about it after half past seven. Right now, though, this story: residents in Leighton Buzzard are outraged that the Church of England have allowed nine neglected horses to die on their land. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means that abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner and it gives horse owners four days to claim their animals. However, residents say the Church of England, as uh, the landowners, aren't acting quickly enough to prevent these deaths. Well, Sarah from Leighton Buzzard runs the action group trying to get the situation uh, resolved. Morning, Sarah. Good morning. Um... I'm guessing you love horses. Um, what uh, kind of state are these horses being left in? Um, well, it's it's been going on for over two years now. Um, and um, basically, um, well, quite, simp- quite simply, they're dying from um, worm infestation. And this is treatable, is it? Uh, yes, it's it's treatable very easily in the early stages, but if left... Um, it can be really detriment to the horse's health. Do we um, know who's leaving these horses? Leaving them or owning them. Well, who's 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 kind of are the horses abandoned there? Um, in our opinion, um, yes, um, because in the past um, owners haven't come forward. Right, and do we know who the horses belong to? Um, currently, um, I think the RSPCA may have an idea. Okay. Uh, right. who some of them belong to, but what's happened in the past is no one's owned up to owning the sick ones. Right, oh, I see, clever, yeah, classy. Yes. Uh, so this is on Church of England land, yes, uh, and definitely. the law changed last month to make it easier for the church to get this sorted. Have they ha- Have they been doing anything? What, what, what have they no, said to you? basically they've been fobbing us off um, up until that date, um, leading us to believe that come the new law... They would act, um, so we sort of backed off the pressure a little bit. Um, the new law has now come into effect, um, and they still haven't acted. And quite, quite frankly, their statement that they've um, released to you is is pathetic, and they're not actually doing. What- what they've said. Well, this is. The, let me read. I've got some of the statement here. The situation changes on a daily basis, but we are doing all we can as responsible landowners to work with the RSPCA to ensure we take our responsibility seriously and act within the parameters of the laws. If anybody has concerns about any horse on the land at Grovebury Road, please contact the RSPCA. Okay. Doesn't well, really say a RSPCA, lot, does it? No, the RSPCA are a charity. The church, what they earned over six billion last year. So they're fobbing off their responsibilities to a charity 
that have limited resources. Is that is that right? Here's here's a question. Uh, let, let me play devil's advocate for a second, Sarah. Why should the church be bothered about it? They didn't ask for the horses to be dumped there, and you know you can say yeah that there's a global organisation they earn six billion quid, but th- th- this this specific church won't have anything approaching that. Why why should they? Um, well, it's actually earned by the church commission, which they do have six billion quid. It's not owned by the local church. Right. So. Um, uh, why should they? Sorry, what was the question again? Why should they be bothered with these horses? They didn't ask for oh, them okay. to be left there, did they? Well, because... So, so it's, it's not you know really their responsibility. No, well it is because they own the land, and as landowners, that is the you know you are responsible by law, um, whether you like it or not. Um, and well, we we just feel that any landowner, any small landowner would, would, would act. If it was myself or other people I know, they would act. Um, we feel the church should set the standard. I mean, this is a national crisis as well. This is going on all over the country, hence that's why the new law was brought in. Um, now, if the church are burying their head in the sand and not doing anything, um, it doesn't really set a very good standard for the rest of the country to follow, does it? And to be honest, that's the church's one and only job, is to teach us morals. Sarah, I really appreciate your time. We'll keep an eye on this story. Thank you. That's uh, Sarah, uh, who runs uh, an action group trying to help solve this situation. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there are delays from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church towards Junction 3 for Highway Come East after an accident earlier between a car and a van. It did close the lane, but they are all open again now, but it's still very slow. It's also very slow on the A404 northbound through the Highway Come Handicross roundabout, and it's also slow at the Bisham roundabout too. On the M1 towards London, there are delays between Junction 5 for the 6A for the M25 and 4 for Edgware. That's because the vehicle's broken down. And there are also delays on the M1 southbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire in the space of just two days. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. And residents in Leighton Buzzard say the Church of England hasn't acted quickly enough to prevent neglected horses from dying on their land. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for the Argentine winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. If the 26-year-old agrees to move to Vicarage Road, it will eclipse the £3.25 million paid for Nathan Ellington back in 2007. Elsewhere, England under-21s beat Sweden 1-0 to keep alive their European Championship hopes and England play Norway tonight in the last 16 of the Women's World Cup. 
Lewis Hamilton leads Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg by just 10 points in the Formula One World Championship after Rosberg beat the Hertfordshire driver in the Austrian Grand Prix. Hamilton was on pole, but Rosberg passed him at the start and controlled the race to the end, leaving the Stevenage star frustrated. Uh, they changed something on the clutches and for some reason it doesn't work on mine. The first four races were fantastic. And I'm like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, anyways, they changed it. And ever since it's not been, you know, I've been getting bad starts. So I've got to try to now, you know, I'll go back with my engineers and I'll be battling to try and get it back to the way it was. The American Jordan Spieth has won the US Open golf two months after winning the Masters. The 21-year-old finished on five under to become the youngest winner of the US Open in 92 years after fellow American Dustin Johnson three-putted on the last hole. Andy Murray won his fourth Queen's Club title, beating Kevin Anderson in straight sets. Earlier, Murray had to finish his rain-delayed semi-final with Wimbledon just a week away. Obviously, you know, you want to go into Wimbledon with, with matches under your belt on, on the grass. Um, you know, but I, I need to make sure I use the next seven days as best as possible. You know, it's been a long few months um, already um, and I need to, to make sure I take, uh, you know, a day or two off. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenner won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Hang on. Hang on, you've got to click OK on this. There we go. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. Nobody this knows this. is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. So, uh, there's a lot of action. I'm not feeling that fan. I'm not feeling the fan. You mean you don't like it or you can't actually feel the impact? <laughs> I can't feel the impact. There's a fan that's been brought into the studio. It's so nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't feel it. Don't matter. We'll get it sorted out. Don't worry. Uh, so, lot to talk about this morning. Um, what's happened to you underwater? That's been a real go. That came from my dream state. Mm-hmm. That was a dream state. In the dream, it was brilliant. I woke up and thought, well, that's rubbish. But do you know what? I'm going to give it a punt. And it turns out it's great. Ever um, cut your bum? Not going so well. Um, who looks old now? Oh, John Craven, says Chris. John Craven looks old now. He looked old then, didn't he? It's that thing. No, he, he kind of looked of a certain age, but that, that's the thing where you go, oh, don't they look old now? That's what we're after. 03459 uh, Do you work somewhere hot uh, or the hottest place you've ever been? Um, ever had a, a migrant smuggle um, in your uh, the back of your car or lorry or camper van? Uh, what else? We've had loads. Uh, there were some good ones as well that I'm missing. That'd squirrels, be... arrogant squirrels. Oh, I mean, I mean that was Justin's, but oh, no. oh, 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 the barley weasel. I'd venture that Ian Lee is no longer the fresh-faced chappy he was back in his rise days. I'm certainly um, uh, fatter, uh, but I'm, I don't look old now. I look older. I don't look old now. Old is when you, 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 you know, it's someone they look like flipping it, look like a proper pensioner. I think you look better. I do look better. You do. Uh, I peaked. I peaked about a year ago. Actually, I'm on. I'm on the downslide again, and that's fine. I can deal with that. You've got some Texas. I have. David in Hemel says, "I once cut my bum." Thanks for calling. When I was 17, my old 1955 car tipped over on its side, and it had plate glass windows. <gasps> Yowzers. Yeah. Uh, Robin Milton Keynes, I would text you, but I don't have anything to say. Okay. Oh, good job you didn't then. Uh, looks old now. This is from uh, an anonymous person. Yeah. But, you know, it's a fair point. Jimmy Page. Yeah, Jimmy Page looks old now. You've got it. It's such a, it's a, a tough one to describe. But who looks old now? Paul Nicholas. He's got Paul Nicholas's hair, but he's got an not much old of it. man's face. He's not got much of Paul Nicholas's no, hair. No. Oh, isn't it a shame, though? See, Roger Daltrey doesn't look old now. 
Pete Townsend doesn't look old now. They will do it. One day you'll turn on the channel and go, oh, don't Roger Daltrey look old now. Is it because they've got kind of craggy faces to begin with? Yeah, that helps. That, that, that helps. That sustains mm-hmm. sustains it a little bit. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, nine, five, nine, yeah, five, nine, nine. Daily! Good morning, boss. Dun, 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 dun. Whoa, Dealey. <laughs> you right, fella? Yeah, I'm all right, boss. Yourself? Uh, do you know what, mate? I'm, I'm all right. I'm, this, this sweating thing is actually, it's like being in um, one of those, um, you can't say Red Indians anymore. Mm. Native American. It's like being in a Native American teepee wigwam, bam. I'm your man. <laughs> thing where they go in there and it's really hot, a sweat lodge. Yeah. And you go in there, I think you smoke dope. Yeah, and they go, they get um, transient, think, don't they? Uh, yeah, you get, you kind of enter like a dream state, and you talk to the spirit world. Yeah, talking to the callers this morning is a lot like being a Native American smoking dope in a, a, a sweaty wigwam bam. But surely that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's the it's best great thing. vibe. Yeah, it's come not on. A, it's not a criticism. <laughs> it's not a criticism at all, Justin. Yes. Uh, Dream State told me to do this. Dream State was correct. What's happened to you underwater? The calls have been phenomenal. Yep. You've taken this to the streets, deals. I have, and I think you're probably expecting funny stories here, I presume, aren't you? I'm always expecting. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm always expecting from you, Justin. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. The unexpected. Yes, well, yeah. uh, I, I was expecting people to say to me, oh, I lost my trunks uh, in the pool or I got stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, on the streets this morning, we got very, very deep. Starting Ooh. off with a man who, deep trust water. me, you do not want to go in a car with this man. Take a listen to what happened to people underwater. Morning, boss. Right, OK. This is an absolute belter. Um, <laughs> uh, tell our listeners what happened to you underwater. Well, it's uh, winter time. It's going back a few years ago, and uh, mate come round. He wanted to go down Emden Park, take him down there for a drive, take him round to learn him. It'd been raining for about a week, and there's a river next to the lakes, and uh, the river started coming over at night. We hit a bump, hit, hit the bank, put the brakes on, skid down the hill, and rolled over upside down, hit the lake, and glided in, and we wow. sunk. <laughs> All um, this when you're taking out a learner driver, yeah. you've ended up underwater in yep. a vehicle. Yep, that's right. <laughs> wow, what about the injuries? No injuries. Uh, he couldn't swim me, mate. And mate was still under, so I'd go back down, and grab him, put him out on the bank in the winter, <laughs> freezing. Oh, my God. So I think the advice is uh, never go out with you if you're a learner driver. Yeah, yeah, never go out with me, yeah. yeah. Madam, you can't swim. Tell us what happened to you when you were four years old, underwater. I'd like to say I saw mermaids, but I didn't. It was very dark. So it's a dark story. What happened? I fell in, backside first. Mm. I just uh, went under and didn't come back up. For how long? About 30 seconds. Wow, so somebody jumped in to get you? Yeah. Who was that person? My dad. How lucky do you feel to be talking to, to the J-Dog right now, knowing what happened to you at four years old? Very lucky, very lucky. Very handsome gentleman. Thank you. And I, I was hoping we'd get some funny stories, but that's pretty deep. No, it was deep. No, no, nothing funny, I'm afraid. Okay, thank you very much. Enjoy life. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, an extraordinary story mm. that was, was, was lessened slightly by you going, how does it feel to be talking to the J-Dog? Enjoy mm. life.
Well, she, she is enjoying life, but the first guy in particular, I mean, he's taken somebody out for, for a driving lesson, and the poor guy couldn't swim. Uh, the car has sunk to the bottom of the lake. That man almost died that yeah. day because he was going out for a driving lesson. Incredible stuff on the streets of Dunstable. And can I just say, yes, uh, I, I've tweeted this as well, is this just a Dunstable thing? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people this morning on the streets didn't notice it so much last week, but a lot of people playing with their private parts this morning whilst talking to me. Is well, that just a Dunstable thing? Thing. <laughs> it, my, I know my boys would be doing the same thing. The boys, again, the boys uh, were in my bed last night and they're going, uh, Daddy, Daddy, can we play with the echo? I go, what do you mean? And they're going, where's me Woody? Where's me Woody? Where's me Woody? Woody? So I had like an, uh, uh, 40 minutes of, where's me Woody? 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 It was flipping annoying, mate. Yeah, it's, it's annoying, and, that, and that's, that's me saying that I'm annoying myself. There yeah, you go. Well, you, you are, you are uh, it, it, it can only be said, an annoying person. Um, have we got anything else we can send Dealey out on? I'm, I'm enjoying yeah, his... Yeah, have you died? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, even the J-Dog couldn't come back with material on that. Could. You want a bet? Oh, Justin, really? Yeah, Have yeah, you ever absolutely. died? You know, you know, on this programme, over what, two years I've been working with you? I love the niche markets. Three years, mate, because, but thanks for remembering. Okay, all right, all right, three years. I love the niche markets because you could go out and get nothing or you could come back with two or three absolutely unbelievable stories. Have you died? Leave it with me. Let's, let's just try, shall we? Shall we try? Speak to you later, Just. Okay, take care. Ta-ta. <laughs> I love his arrogance. It's, and it's not, he is arrogant. That's what it is. 03459 is the phone number. Pete in Stockville sent us a nice long text, but if you're having your breakfast, you might want to just uh, tune away look for a away, second. Look away, guys, look away. This happened underwater. When I was in the spinal unit of Stoke Mandeville Hospital recovering from breaking my back, they had a hydrotherapy pool. One day, whilst in there having physio, yeah. my stomach rumbled. Oh, no. Oh, no! And a brown cloud appeared. Hey! Unfortunately for the other person in the pool with me, they had to pass through it to get out. Needless to say, the pool was shut for a couple of days to clean it, and I never used it again. Well, don't worry, guys. This will cheer you up. Page 39 of the Daily Mirror. Don't miss, for a limited time only, the country's biggest trouser sale. What? It's an advert for... Um, for, for the country's biggest trousers? I, get the, I guess you'd call these slacks. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're smart trousers, right? In the colours black... Brown, navy, and love at. I beg your pardon. Black. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. Navy. Got yeah. And love at. Eight. <laughs> what is love at? What is love at? I'm imagining some. Co- I mean, these action slacks tend to come in a, a light grey blue. Is it that? From this tiny, tiny picture. Has anyone heard the word love at before? From this tiny, tiny picture, it looks like a kind of mottled green. Oh, nice. Regular cut. There's up to 66% off. Not the leg, I hope. <laughs> uh, save, four, uh, save up to £40 when you buy two pairs. Regular cut with roomy fit for your ultimate comfort. They've got a really long zip. They've got a really <laughs> long zip. Never. Yes, they have. <laughs> Crease-resistant oh. wash-and-wear fabric. No dry cleaning. Cleaning. Stay sharp, parallel leg styling. With a, just say they're trousers. Are they trousers? They're trousers. They sound like old men's trousers. Stay sharp, parallel leg styling with precise 19-inch bottoms. <gasps> Available in five colours. Brown, grey, black, navy and love at. 
<laughs> How is there a colour? Is this a new colour that they've just discovered? I've never heard of love at. Um, um, uh, avail- available in four inside leg measurements, 27, 29, 31 and 33. Every waist size from 32 to 54. So your size is in stock. Head buyer grabs crisis hit Euro shipment. Oh, they're, they're, this is the equivalent of a bloke rocking up in a van and saying, listen, I've got some speakers in the back. I can't take them. Uh, uh, do, do you want to buy them? Knock down price. That's right. Thanks to the swift actions of our shrewd head buyer, we've acquired a shipment of premium comfort trousers. Comfort trousers? <laughs> from a European retail chain that's just gone bust. That's why if you call us today, you can catch us with our trouser prices down! Oh, (laughs) guys! That's brilliant! I didn't know it was going there. You will find each pair to be flawlessly tailored from premium polyester. Wow, premium polyester is better than usual. Which is... Highly uh, flammable. Which is renowned for its lasting qualities and smart looks. Uh, no, it's not. It's renowned for the fact that if you keep walking in it, you're going to get a fire on your Watsit. <laughs> These trousers keep their shape beautifully, even after repeated machine washing, so no dry cleaning bills either. The savings just keep piling on top of themselves. Cleverly designed to fit you perfectly every time. What? Well, you would hope so. If they fit you the first time, then surely. And with room to breathe for your ultimate comfort breathing. <sighs> Uh, you will love the razor-sharp parallel leg styling. So the legs are the same length, yeah? <laughs> Always handy. Unique features include two side pockets. That's a pocket on either side. Wow. That's not unique. They've thrown an extra one in there. A button tab back pocket, snag-proof nylon zip and double-stitch belt loops. <laughs> we have your size in stock. Don't miss this opportunity. Brown, grey, navy, black and love at. <laughs> Plus... Five black, brown or grey leather belts, seven pounds. No, I love that. It's just... And the company that's doing this, oh, it's a nice naming company. They sound so friendly. Their name? Chums. Chums. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Towards London, there are delays from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church towards Junction 3 for High Wycombe East, and that's after an accident earlier between the car and the van. All the lanes are open, but it's really slow, and the A404 southbound does have a lane closed between the Bisham roundabout and the M40, the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout, because of that. On the M1 southbound, that's easing off between Junction 6 for Watford and 4 for Edgware, but it is looking busy southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And also looking at the A1 on the speed sensors southbound, it's slow from the St. Neots Junction, approaching the Black Cat Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Seven forty-six. It's Monday, the twenty-second of June. I'm in Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the Three Counties say they're under constant threat from migrants who are trying to board their lorries. A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning, and Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a seven million pound fee for winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. 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 Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather. BBC. Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It was a rather damp night, but the biggest or the, the heaviest of the rain has moved south. Uh, we have now got some cloud, one or two showers around, but I'm just looking at a satellite picture. And we have a very definite line of cloud just south of Milton Keynes. It's moving south, so north of that is actually quite sunny at the moment, and that's all heading across all three counties, so we will get some sunny spells. Showers could pop up anywhere today, one or two heavy ones, potentially thundery later, and temperatures perhaps not quite as warm as they have been, 18 Celsius being the maximum. Sunsets at 21, 25. Still some showers uh, floating through this evening, but then eventually they will dry out. Still quite breezy, though. That starts to develop through the middle part of the night, but it does help to keep the temperature perhaps not as chilly, uh, not as uh, chilly as it could be. 8 Celsius being the minimum in the countryside. Sunrises at 0443. It's a better day tomorrow. More sunshine, feeling warm again, with a maximum of 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now I'm joined by uh, Bethany Conway from Welling Garden City. Morning, Bethany. Oh, hang on a second. I told you, I was explaining to you, I didn't have your microphone open. I said, look, Bethany, if you come in, if I look away, it's not because I'm being rude. It's because we're in a new studio. I've got no idea how any of this works. I pretend I'm the big I am. I haven't got a clue. Bethany, nice to see you. You too. Tell us what you're here for. Uh, Well, I'm trying to find my half-brother, um... It's a very long and complicated story. Tell us the um, long and complicated story. So there's five of us in total, and there's my older brother, um, who we're trying to find. There's my half-sister, who lives in Canada, um, and we're trying to find him. And then I've got a younger two sisters, and they currently live with my dad. Uh, We all have the same dad, different mums, but... We just can't find him. Okay, so why are you trying to... So this this brother, why Mm. are you trying to find this brother? He's just the missing piece, really. Right. I know where the other four are, just he's the other one. And you feel... It's, it's funny you should say this, because I've got loads of half-brothers and sisters, and I was never particularly interested in them until my dad was kind of dying. And then I met some of them and thought, oh, actually, they're quite nice people. And, you know, it, we, we kind of get on, and there's, there's still a couple of brothers or a brother that I've not met. And that doesn't bother me that much. Why is it so important to you to find this guy? Just, I suppose, because I know who my sister is mm. and I know who the other two sisters are. I just, I, I don't know who he is and he could be anyone. Tell us a bit about him. How old is he? What's his name? He'll be about 29. He's yeah. called Anthony. Um, might be in Manchester. I, that's pretty much all I know. If I ask anything that's too personal, tell me to shut up and I won't, <laughs> I won't mind at all. Um, how come, you've never met this guy. No. Never seen a picture or... When did you find out about him? Kind of around the same time I found out about my sister, quite a few years ago. Right. Um, I always kind of knew about her, and then um, I ended up meeting her about three years ago. She came over and surprised me for my 16th birthday party. The one from Canada? Yeah. She's only eight months older than me. And how did you did you find out? Did your dad kind of sit you down and say, I've got, got something to tell you no, guys? No, I don't really talk to my dad. Right, OK. Yeah, it was kind of all my mum. Right. My mum's really been the one that's there for me yeah. all these years. And she's supported me, whatever I wanted to do, whether I wanted to talk to them or not. Or yeah. 
Oh, well, that's good, because, um, again, my mum was the same, but you can understand why some mums might be a bit, well, you know, don't get involved with that lot, you know. Yeah, so so yeah. that's really cool that she's she's like that. and She's she's up for you. She's helping you find yeah, Anthony. Yeah, she's supporting me. Yeah, she's so what do we know about him, then? Is there anything that you know about him that can kind of help you find this guy? Literally nothing. Literally. Do we know what his last name would be? It will either be Rhodes or Tanner. So it'll either be my dad's last name yeah. or or his mum's his mum's last, yeah, name. last name and you think he might be in Manchester you think he's about yeah. 29 years old yeah. what have you done to try and find him so far um, well I woke up and uh, my sister I had like 100 notifications on Facebook and my sister had posted a video of her just telling the story um, using like like postcards and that and um it's got like 150,000 views, right. 4,000 shares on Facebook. So he's not, you've, you've, obviously you've looked on Facebook, you've not been able to find him on Facebook or Twitter, you've done the Googling and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we found like potential people, right? but I, I don't really have the guts to just be like, oh, I think you're my brother. Oh, isn't like, that interesting? Yeah. I don't know, I just, I feel like I can't just, like, because he might, he might not even want to be found. He yeah. might not even, yeah. So you've seen people that it could be, yeah, and you've not. And this isn't. This is going to sound like a judgment. It isn't at all. You've not just sent one of those messages saying, "All right, Anthony, this is going to sound a bit weird. I think we got. We might have the same dad. You might be my half uh, brother. Just I want to say hello." Yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like I can't, and I don't want to put all this pressure on my actual brother or this random person who has the same name. I don't want to put feel like I'm putting that pressure on them yeah. if they're not actually them are you a bit nervous about um potentially getting in touch with them oh yeah definitely. what what are you what what are you afraid of i don't know who he is he could be anyone he could be the nicest man or the worst man he could be <laughs> anyone. i was going to say horribleist but that's not what well no but... no but it's but it's a horribleist kind of uh, uh, sums up you know i think we all get what you mean by that word yeah so um but he's kind of the missing piece in the jigsaw as far as you're concerned, yeah, really. Much. And if he doesn't want to get in touch, well, then that's fine. But it'll be kind of nice to know, you yeah. know, a little... See look, a picture. I'm not, and... I'm not interested. Thanks, I'm not interested. And then you've got the kind of full stop there. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because I say, I've got a brother, I think, in Australia. My dad was a very, very... Let's just say he was a very, very naughty man. And I didn't know about my brothers and sisters until, um, I think, maybe about... 15 years ago and then we kind of found out that there was one and then there was a couple and then I think there's maybe uh, there's maybe six there might be more I don't know uh, and th 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 all of mine are, are quite nice people and there's this one in Australia and I don't know anything about him I've got no idea who he is and it's it's weird isn't it because I kind of I'm not that bothered about him but I do sort of feel there's a missing there's just yeah. something that it would be nice to kind of meet him and shake his hand and go yeah. all right um, you know, how you doing, yeah. and leave it at that. And like I say, these other brothers and sisters, we text each other from time to time. I don't feel particularly close to them. Yeah. It's but just... I, I want to see, like, the similarities between us, because yeah. looking at my sister, like, we've got quite a lot of similarities, yeah. like, facial-wise. But, like, I want to see, like, similarities between us. Um, well, Bethany, I, I wish you the very best of luck with this. I hope it works out, you know, the way that you want it to. And yeah. if not, I hope it works out in kind of a, you know, a, a, a sort of peaceful way. Yeah. Um, families are weird, aren't they? Yeah. 
They're they, such they hard really work. Are. I know. No one tells you this when you're little, no. and then as you get older, you go, flipping it. They're <laughs> such hard work. And dads in particular can be, you know. Oh, yeah. They can be the hardest. I wish you the best of luck, Bethany. Thank you very much. Thank you very much Thank indeed. You. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Families are weird. There's no denying it whatsoever. And you look at other people and, and, and everybody's family's me- yeah. you know, messed up in one level or another. Everybody's Even families. Even the ones that look normal. Yeah, they all are. They all are. Everyone's got their little secrets. Um, you got a text. Have we? You have, yeah. Yay. How did he know that? Thank you. He's got special powers. Mm. Uh, Martin in Limbury says, please put your trouser piece in the podcast. I haven't laughed that much for ages. Make it a regular feature. Daily Mail advertising. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put <laughs> I like that. those. We'll put that in the... I've got one of these little booklets here with offers in oh. from the mirror. Yeah, we'll put I mean, the trouser advert in the podcast, please, Kelly. But yeah, it's so Who's in charge of the podcast. That's some great inventions. Podcast? What podcast? If you go, you can go to the BBC Three Counties website, download it. It's like an hour-long best-of with extra bits... We put extra bits in that don't get broadcast. Um, or you can go to iTunes and type in Ian Lee and it pops up. Hey, this week, we got an interview with a monkey. Peter Talk's coming on. Yeah, but, well, I've, I've pre-recorded it, if I'm honest. I very rarely pre-recorded. It got a bit weird at the end. I'm going to cut the weird bit out at the end. Will you well, let me have a listen? Yeah, I will. I think he faked the line going. Because he wanted to get, he just wanted to stop. Because he, I, he didn't. He like, felt awkward. It was, it was a, it was. A, I kind of said, "Well, thanks, that Peter. By the way, one thing." And I was kind of just suggesting something to him, and he was going, "Ian, Ian, <laughs> I can't hear you." That's horrible. Oh, isn't in it? fact, in fact, hang on. A, I mean, hang on a second. I, I, I do that. You, well, you do that when I'm sat there talking to you, mate. Ian, you, <laughs> you see? Look, hang on a second. If I, I wonder if I can find it on here. Just the end. Um, anyway, have you got any more texts while I try and find Yeah, quick list? one about people who look old now. Yeah, go on. Uh, Carlos in Luton says Barack Obama and Tony Blair. Tony Blair went old really quickly, Tony didn't Blair, he? I'll give you. I'm not giving you Barack. I will not give you uh, Barack. Tony Blair. Hang on, have a listen to this. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. This is um, top nowadays and it's booklet. It's beautiful. I've lost him. There we go. Let me go. This is similar with you if you're up for it. Listen. Ian? Yes. Can you hear me? Ian. Can you hear me? Ian. Can you hear me? Oh, Peter, can oh, you hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hello. no. Oh. I've, hang on a second. I've lost... I uh, see. I, uh, it was, he it was, was a bit quick with the second Ian, wasn't he? Yeah. Ian. I, 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 oh, oh, no. Don't, don't. I, came, I came away crushed. My dreams were crushed. I mean, it's a cracking interview, and we'll play it in the week. Um, we'll, put, um, we'll put it in the podcast, but I came away crushed. I okay. thought, oh, man. He's... Um, you know, he's 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 he has an he's unusual known. relationship with his fans. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a Peter Talk story. Um, anyways, uh, yes, love it. Thank you. Uh, oh, love it. Yes, this is the colour these I trousers lo- come in. I love it. Uh, Janet in Chesant says, "Love it is an old colour, fast going out of fashion. I mean, I've never heard of it. Was it ever in fashion? You're right. It's a sort of green. I think the sort of colours colours peasants had to wear in the 1200s and 1300s." Uh, so and now you can own a pair. You can own peasant colour. I mean, it really is. There are, but there are all these colours. Um, scientists have discovered. Did you see this at the weekend? Scientists have discovered a new colour. Really? That not everybody can see. It's sort of they describe it as a cross, as sort of in between, sort of yellow and orange and blue. It's sort of in between that, and as best as you can describe a new colour. But only something like sixty-six percent, so two-thirds of people can actually see it. Mm. That is nuts, isn't it? Go and discover a cure for AIDS or something instead of finding new colours. 
Oh, yeah. And the other thing we were talking about earlier on was about the Red Devils, not the Red Arrows. The Red, the red Devils, thank you. Right. The Red Devils doing a display. Oh, we haven't got time for this now. Anyway, it was cool. <laughs> we had time for that. We'll talk about that in a bit. I've forgotten. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London has long delays from Junction 5 at Stoke and Church to 3 for High Wycombe East because of an accident between a car and a van earlier. It has been moved away to the hard shoulder, but it's still really, really slow. But also in, in High Wycombe on the A404 southbound from the Bisham roundabout towards the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout, there's been another accident which has closed a lane. The A40 in High Wycombe is also looking slow in both directions. And the A41 is slow southbound from Hemel Hempstead at the Two Waters Road towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley, Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Just discussing that interesting case of Bethany and um, uh, uh, her trying to find her half-brother. My suggestion is just send a message. It'll go to his other folder anyway, so he probably won't see it for three months. Ah, man. Thank you very much indeed, Sammy. Last hour of the show. Ever cut your bum? What's happened to you underwater? Have you ever died? Who looks old now? And do you work somewhere hot? 03459 555 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, lorry drivers warn about stowaways in their vehicles, motorcyclists killed in Buckinghamshire collision and Watford set to break their transfer record. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of just two days. In one case, a lorry driver alerted the police on the M1. In another, people were rounded up in a field near to the Toddington service station. Peter Cullum is the head of international affairs at the Road Haulage Association. Everybody has to do his bit. There is no point in saying it's the job of the state and therefore the industry can just relax. And we've accepted that. We've said, okay, we will do our bit, but therefore there has to be a, a, a quid pro quo. And there is a process by which you go through the dialogue. And if you're still not satisfied, you can always go to the county court. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. Police are appealing for witnesses. A man accused of murdering student Marcus Hall in Luton 14 years ago is due to appear in court today. 38-year-old Adibayo Ekun was extradited from Nigeria following his arrest in February and a trial date set for August the 17th. 18-year-old Marcus was beaten and stabbed to death after attending a So Solid crew gig in March 2001. The leaders of all 19 Eurozone countries are preparing for an emergency summit in Brussels later to discuss the Greek debt crisis. They'll consider fresh proposals to try to prevent Greece defaulting on a loan of more than a billion pounds. The former Conservative Chancellor, Kenneth Clark, says the economic shockwaves will be limited if Greece exits the euro. Time has been spent on minimising the consequences for everybody else. I mean, yeah. there are British banks exposed there and so on, but things are a lot better than they were two years ago and I hope the finance ministers together with the central bank have worked out how to minimise the consequences. 
The Royal College of Nursing is warning that new immigration rules could force thousands of foreign nurses to leave the UK. Britain's largest nursing union says the changes will cause chaos for the NHS. Residents in Leighton Buzzard say the Church of England hasn't acted quickly enough to prevent neglected horses from dying on their land. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner. In sport, Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for Argentine winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenau won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. The weather, some rain this morning, sunny this afternoon, but still with a chance of heavy showers, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. A lot of people playing with their private parts this morning whilst talking to me. I mean, really. Thank you, Simon. Hey, we're two hours down, first show of the week. That's not bad. Busy show this morning. Have you ever died? These a lot of questions for you, okay? We're gonna carry these questions over the week and I'm I'm just gonna try. We'll get the we'll get the whiteboard in tomorrow with the pen. We're just gonna try carrying throwing loads of questions out and carrying them over the week, okay? Ever died? Ever cut your bum? What's happened to you underwater? Do you work somewhere hot? And who looks old now? Barack Obama does not look old now. Tony Blair does half look old now. 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give us a call, 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so let's do this this um, um, uh, this red arrows. Devils. Red devils. devils. Who are the red arrows then? The red arrows are in the planes. The red arrows throw them, uh, red. De- sorry. Okay. The red arrows are in the planes. The red devils throw themselves. Out I of thought planes. it was unusual for the red arrows to be tossing themselves off um, well, in the sky. Well, and when you said that they all clustered round each other, I was thinking, what in planes? Yeah. Really okay. Hook, hook well, that them on makes the end sense. Of the nose. Okay. Thank you. So the red devils. This is the most incredible story. Is there any footage of it on YouTube? There is. I've just tweeted. I tweeted it earlier on. There's a bit of them actually coming down, and what seems to have happened is, and apparently it's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that the parachutes fail. And so what they did was they got close enough to catch the parachute that was failing. One guy's parachute didn't open. and uh, His colleague grabbed hold of it and they came down together. Here we go. Look, look, look. Look, and he's grabbed it and he's dragging him over. That's incredible. So they're both going to be going a lot faster than they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he grabs, he grabs it and... Um, Oh, my goodness gracious me. I bet they've talked about what they would do, but you know, well, never they, thought well, they, they'd have to do well, it. Well, they practice it. They, 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 the guys go, it's something that we certainly practice uh, for, but um, it's never... Uh, they were so... I'm not taking the mic. I'm just trying to illustrate how cool and calm they yeah. were after one of their mates nearly crashed into the ground and died. I wonder if they were that cool and calm when they first came down, though. I, do you know what? I bet they probably were, because mm. those guys are trained. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're not just parachute guys. They're, they're like proper soldiers, isn't it? You know, they're I've proper you, tough you, guys. I've told you about my mate who's a soldier. He was in the SAS. 
and he told me about coming under mortar fire um, oh. at the top of a. They were they're on top. They were based in this like hotel in Baghdad. Yeah. And they were on the terrace on the roof having a beer. Oh, Baghdad! Those Baghdad hotels. Come on, guys. They've always got um, their guns with them at the time. So they started coming under fire. They returned fire. It was all over, and then they finished their beers. I mean, they are. Nuts. Boozers. They are boozers. They're they nuts are and they like beer. Court boozers. We'll do some texts in a bit. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Uh, but before that, last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of just two days, having been carried to the area in a, the back of a lorry. In one case, the driver called police from the M1. In the other, a group of people was caught running through fields in Toddington. The drivers faced prosecution regardless of whether uh, he, uh, they knew they were there. Well, Jim Gledhill is the chair of Toddington Parish Council. Morning, Jim. Oh, no, Jim, sorry, you're on that one. Morning, Jim. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Uh, now, are, are many residents aware of what goes on at the services at, at Toddington? Well, uh, it's a sort of accident of geography, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, if the services had been built in Cholton, these problems would be Cholton Parish Councils, or if they'd been built up the road at Tingrith, it would be Tingrith, but no, it's us. Um, the, the, I mean, the service area is, is the motorway itself is, is is an interesting thing. It's got benefits and it's got disbenefits. Uh, I mean, it's quite handy if you live here. You can get on the motorway and be away quick somewhere. But when there's a problem on the motorway, then we get our streets jammed up with traffic. Um, the service area itself pr- provides employment for people. Uh, but it also is a great blot on the landscape. I don't know if you've ever done it, but if you stand in Luton Road mm. in Toddington and look across the valley towards Harlington, you've got this lovely rolling countryside with green hills and stuff, and right in the middle is this industrial complex, and we've been asking for years, put some trees around it. <laughs> put some trees around it, for goodness sakes. Yeah, make it, you know, because it spoils a bit. But nonetheless, it's there, and... You know, uh, this this question about um, illegal uh, immigrants or whatever they are, because there's a service area, it's going to affect us. Are, are residents concerned? I mean, 17 suspected Ill- illegal immigrants were seen running around the fields uh, yeah. recently. Are, are, are residents worried it's about this? Tell. I, I mean, I've not had very many comments. There's stuff on social media about it, which actually... When I look at it, it's very much like what you put out to start with. Hmm. I think someone's hijacked it and just uh, re, re, you know, posted it. But uh, people do talk about it. But I mean, it's just that's what happens, isn't it? Um, I don't suppose all these people, had they not got apprehended, would be looking for work in Tonington. Yes, I, I, I suspect that they won't be staying that close to the area. Is there anything no. that you, you can do, Jim, as the chair of Tonington Parish Council, apart from you know, listen to people's concerns? That's all we can do. It's very hard to know what you can do. You can't plan uh, around these sort of incidents, really. They, they will happen, unfortunately. I, I, you know, I mean, people have always been coming to this country one way or another, haven't they? I, my, my ancestors probably came across illegally at some point, so yeah. I, you, people are looking for a better opportunity in life. And I suppose what you can do is to try to make the world a slightly more equal place so people have to do it. But still, it's a problem on the ground when it gets to a community. Isn't it just, Jim? I appreciate your time uh, this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jim Gledhill, Chair of Toddington Parish Council, 03459 555555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Enjoy life. 
Um, right, any texts? Yeah. Go on. Then. In fact, Victoria started hers in capital letters. You got a text. You got a text. If only like, there was some way we could... Um... You got a text. Oh, thank you. Morning. Just wanted to say thanks for the Mortified Nation link. Watched it at the oh. weekend and laughed, stroked, cried. Good. Thanks, Victoria. It, well, if you missed that, it's a brilliant film. It's a documentary. It's on Netflix. You can watch it for free on there or it's on iTunes. You can buy it for a couple of quid, rent it for a couple of quid, I think. Uh, and it's it's uh, this brilliant event they have in America across the country where adults go and read their teenage diaries. It's heartbreaking. It's hilarious. It's sad. It's uplifting. It's everything. They're doing some in the UK. And we spoke to, it was Dave, wasn't it, yes. from, the, from uh, Mortified Nation. We'll get him back on as the event draws closer I think because um, he was he was just fascinating I Great. went out and dug out some more stuff at home Aye. over the weekend I found another diary and a load of letters including the letters from that Italian uh, lad who was trying to get me over there to do unspeakable things if you want to oh brilliant oh, love some. If you, if you, hey listen guys if you want to do us a favour tweet the Mortified Nation people and tell them you heard about them um, uh, from us because you know we want to do more bits and pieces with them so thank That's you for so that good. Yeah. Um, Chris in Bedford says I've been declared dead four times so far oh yeah I'm a 51 year old motorbiker most happened when I was a dispatch rider and once on a racetrack. Oh, yeah. Asking, have you ever died? 03459 455 555. Turns out people have. Yeah. And also, who looks old now? Mm. 08459. Oh, uh, Whoa. Oh, boiling. 03459 First time you've done the phone number and you've done it wrong. I know. Well, I will do that, won't I? You well, know what, I right? haven't. I'm no good at maths. I've done it wrong once. Biggers. Once. Biggers. Big up yourself, Biggers. Says Jean-Claude Van Damme looks well old now in the beer adverts. Oh, doesn't he? No, he, do- he doesn't. He doesn't he look does. proper. No, he doesn't. He looks older. He doesn't look old now. He looks older. Oh, you could say Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme. JCVD. He looks older, doesn't he? You wouldn't say, oh, he looks old now. Don't work. Don't work. He doesn't look like an old man. Biggers, no. Biggers, no. Biggers, I'm afraid it's a no. Knockers are better. It's the best I had. And Peter says, and I think this is a bit cruel, but shall I read it out anyway? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, you know us. Nearly died and having to talk to Justin. How unlucky can you get? Oh, oh no. Oh, now, come guys, on. come on. That's unfair behaviour, isn't it? Um, 03459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, one of my pet hates is um, people um, um, hogging the middle lane on the motorway. Yeah. It's got benefits and it's got disbenefits. You could argue that. I don't see what the benefits are. I can certainly see what the disbenefits are. It's a pain in the bum. Still, I may not be um, uh, facing that problem in the next few months. That's for another day. A van driver is... Because it's illegal now. They changed the law. It's illegal. Yeah, not that you'd know. A van driver is believed to have become the first motorist ever to be convicted in court of hogging the middle lane of a motorway. The unnamed driver, let's call him Tony. Statistically, he's likely to be called Tony. So let's call him Tony. He might be a Steve. Could be a Steve. Tony Stevenson. Was caught in... Tony Stevenson was caught in his Citroen Berlingo... Oh. At 60 miles per hour on the M62 near Huddersfield. Where? Huddersfield. <laughs> no, that's not what you said. What did I say? Huddersfield. No, I did not say Huddersfield. Clip it, Kelly, Clip when it. you're able to. Yeah, do it now. Yeah, do it now, mate. Do it now. All right. Uh, and then you'll see you were wrong. No, mate, you'll see... Yeah, exactly. You're going to see that you were wrong. Anyway, tell me about Huddersfield. T- mm. They just give me the heebie-jeebies. I said Huddersfield. No, you never. No, mate, I did near Huddlesfield and refused to move into the inside lane when it was free. He was given five points on his licence, a £940 fine in what is understood to be the first such conviction since police were given more powers to tackle careless driving in flipping heck two years ago. 
Police said the van driver caused six other motorists to break and swerve to overtake his vehicle. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he got the five points because he uh, failed to attend court. Oh. Oh, oh, I see. Mm. Listen, if you go to court summons, guys, my tip is go to court. Deal with it. Mano a mano. Or mano a womano, because sometimes, you know, either way. It doesn't mean that. Mano a mano means hand to hand. Tell me so ridiculous. It means mano a mano. Mano is not Spanish. Let's hear a clip of Have you found it, Kels? Yeah. Is, who's going who's gonna to be pwned here? You. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's find out who's, who's going to be pwned here. Is it me or Catherine? Can I play it to you quicker? I don't know, mate. Just, can you slip it in my running order? Slip it in the running order. I'll do a little bit of finger... Um, I've got magic fingers. We've discussed that on the, certainly on the podcast, possibly on the show before. Yes. Steady. Ad nauseum. Um, and um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> OK, not a problem. We can wait. Well, I don't know what I want to say. Nor do I at the moment. I tell you what, we'll do this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there are long delays from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 3 for High Wycombe East after an accident earlier. In Marlow, on the A404, it's slow northbound at the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout as a result of that too. And also in Bisham on the A404, there is a lay southbound between the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout and the Bisham Roundabout southbound. That's because the lane's been closed by another accident. In Nebworth on London Road, that's been partially blocked by an incident at Watton Road. The police are there redirecting the traffic. And on the trains, Thameslink services have possible delays between St Albans and St Pancras International. That's because they're making some safety checks on the line. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. It's um, 8.16. It's Monday the 22nd of June. I'm feeling slightly discombobulated because JVS has come in like a, a, a bouncing puppy. What's got into you, man? What? You've come in going, what? 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 It's only me. I'm Did just I'm just trying to bring a little bit of happiness into your grumpy Monday morning oh, life. Flipping unbelievable. You've made me even grumpier. It's backfires. <laughs> These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lorry drivers in the three counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning, and Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a seven million pound fee for winger Diego Perotti from Italian side Gen. Genoa. Genoa. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, yes. <laughs> Local and vocal I mean, across really. beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, just why, oh, why not? BBC Three Counties Radio. Slick, slick. Oh. There's no crossfade. So, um, before the news, yeah. before you bounded in and totally destroyed the vibe of the show, I've got no idea what's got into you. <laughs> Very poor studio etiquette. One of my first ever TV jobs, I was writing for, um, for Paul McKenna. Mm. And um, I was like, I was at college. I was nineteen. It was a dream job. It was my summer job. Was writing on a TV show, and we, ba- me and my friend uh, Michael, bounded through the the studio, bounded through the uh, the control booth, and out the other side. And the producer took us took us to one side. Didn't like us anyway. Took us to one side and said, "Boys, you've got terrible studio etiquette." And we were like, oh, no. Really? And, and I thought, like, what a what a rude thing to say. But boy, 
You have got terrible studio etiquette <laughs> today. What, because I came in happy? Just bound, bounding in, happy, talking, eye contact. I'm just saying hello, good morning, trying to be a friendly face uh, in your well, can studio. You, can you, come on, just cut it out. Just go back to being grumpy. Please. Okay. So before the um, uh, the news, I was talking about Huddersfield. And what did you reckon I said, Catherine? I thought you said Huddlesfield. Should we have a listen? Yeah. At 60 miles per hour on the M62 near Huddlesfield. Oh, yeah, Huddles- yeah she did say Huddlesfield. Huddersfield. Let, uh, let's, listen, let's listen again. At 60 miles per hour on the M62 near Hud- Huddersfield. No. Where? Come on. <laughs> what, what's, what's your beef? 60 miles per hour on the M62 near Hud- Huddersfield. Where? Huddersfield. I accept your apology, Catherine. Here it- oh, your mic's off. No, don't don't, st- don't do that behind his back. Where where is Huddlesfield? It's on the M62. Where is that near? I don't go to the north really. You should do it. Really is it's so quaint. It's like the olden days up there. You'd love it. It's is like it? going to a museum of life. Really You're making it worse. They all wear um, uh, flares and the, sh- <laughs> the shell suits. Right. They all swear at their children. The children swear at their ma- their mams. They call them mams. Mam. Yeah, mum, I've jumbled it for tea. Where is Huddlesfield, though? I don't know, Catherine. Apparently in Porkshire. Where? Okay, well, she's just got a cob on now because she's from up north as well. Oh, I forgot that. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, mum, mum, I've cup of tea for our breakfast, mum, before go down to spinning Jenny Factory, mum. Oh, Mum, Bernie Clifton doing concert, Mum. Get us ticket, Mum. You had to mention Spinning Jenny, didn't you? Get us ticket for Bernie Clifton concert, ah, Mum. Max Boyce is coming from Wales. What? So, what's on your show this morning, Jonathan? Middle Lane Hoggers. Oh, in Huddlesfield. Yeah, in Huddlesfield. Well, not just in Huddlesfield, here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks as well. This morning from nine on the big phone now, I'm going to be asking, is sitting in the middle lane of the motorway really that bad? Yes, it is. a driver who sat in the middle lane of a motorway doing just 60 miles per hour has become the first person in the UK to be prosecuted for middle lane hogging. The motorist who failed to turn up to the court hearing was fined a total of £940. A road policing spokesman has said lane hogging causes congestion and inconvenience to other road users. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Is sitting in the middle lane of the motorway really that bad? If you're on a motorway with loads of lorries, isn't sitting in the middle lane of the motorway pretty much the only thing you can do if you don't want to be going in and out of that, that, uh, is it the inside lane or the outside lane? I'm never sure. If you use the slow lane, you always get in trouble. Why are you staring at me like that? (laughs) Now I know, now I know why your callers get so angry when they phone up. I'm really just trying to suck it in. I'm going to suck it in, but flipping it. <laughs> you just gave me the look that I can only imagine a you know murderer what? gives moments before they murder someone. Do you know someone. what I think is best for both of us? What? I'm going to stand outside while you do this. I can't be in the studio what? while you're doing what? this. You're Why? Angry. I'm going to stand outside. What? what? Because you don't when... like my question. You really annoy me. I'm going to stand outside. Okay. Then when you've finished... Uh, then, then you'll come back in. Come back in. I think, ladies and gentlemen, I've hit a raw nerve. Well, coming up on this morning's big phone in from nine, is sitting in the middle lane of the motorway really that bad? I'd like your views, whether you maybe feel the same way as Ian Lee or completely differently. 03459 455555, your call on the big phone in from nine.
Come back in. And, and you should probably go. I'll. There, I'll uh... <laughs> really, really. But people but, but like if you. But if there no, are lorries, no. I mean, what? Don't you? There's no justification. I may phone your show up. There's no justification for it. People like you are shortening my life. Those lorries go very slow, though. Don't they? I'm genuinely furious. We'll have this. <sighs> this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. <gasps> yeah, I mean, unbelievable. It's the only thing you can do. Is he serious? Ban him. So he normally comes in and he does all his, his stuff, and I think, oh, yeah, no, fair play. I like that. It's a bit of fun. I don't agree with him, but I'm genuine. It's people like him that shorten my life because I'm sat there going, move over. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's lorries in the way. Well, then you, put, you overtake, then you go back, then you overtake, then you go back. I sing a little song based on Ben and Holly. Too slow, too, too slow. Over you go, over you go. But they never do. They never do. I'm probably, they never do, Kelly. It's I'm not a laughing matter. I'm probably going to leave uh, the building straight after the show because the, the, I Best just... Best you don't cross paths. <clears throat> oh. I might stick my foot out when he walks past. I'll do this. Don't forget, we've now changed our phone number. Hello, thanks for calling. From now on, to get in touch and have your say, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555. So make sure you save it to your phone so you can chat to Ian, share your opinion on the big phone in. I was scared. Well, I was robbed twice. What a wonderful gunpoint. Chat to my experts or talk to any of our shows. Hello, thanks for calling BBC Three Counties Radio. So remember, from now on, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555 to stay in touch with all of us here at BBC Three Counties Radio. What was that? Tony Fisher has tweeted, can't believe... Uh, no, I won't. Uh, and we've got uh, loads of texts in that, if you want. Not now. Uh, residents in Leighton Buzzard... We'll do them after... Uh, we'll do them in a bit. Residents in Leighton Buzzard are outraged that the Church of England have allowed nine neglected horses to die on their land. The newly introduced law on fly grazing means that abandoned horses can now be dealt with by the landowner and gives horse owners four days to claim their animals. However, residents say the Church of England, as the landowners, aren't acting quickly enough to prevent these deaths. Well, Jeanette Allen is the CEO of the Horse Trust and is on the Equine Sector Council who helped push through this new law on fly grazing and joins me now. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning. So fly grazing, for those who don't understand the term, what exactly is it? It comes from the term fly tipping. So basically it's illegally grazing your animals on somebody else's land deliberately. And um, is it that big a problem? It's a massive problem across the UK um, and that's why we managed to get cross-party and cross-house support to get the Control of Horses Act England through. Uh, we had estimated uh, there was something in the region of five to 6,000 at-risk horses and ponies in the UK that were be- being grazed inappropriately or illegally. Well, who's doing it and why are they doing it? Is it just they can't afford to keep the horses anymore or they're just bored of them or, or what? Well, I can't possibly understand what's going on in the mind of an irresponsible owner who feels they want to do this. I think the, the most obvious conjecture is, is money. There has been a big loophole in the original 1971 Animals Act that is to protect your prize bull. So if your prize bull, Farmer Giles, goes wandering off and it lands on Farmer Bill's field, Farmer Bill has to hold on to it and care for it for a couple of weeks until you can find where your bull is. Mm. And then if your bull, if you don't find him, then Farmer Bill gets to sell your bull 
but has to hold on to the money because that bull is worth money. So that's what the Animals Act was designed for. Unfortunately, it's become a loophole through which very low-value animals, these ponies are worth right. no more than £5 in a market. Right, yeah. So you put those on someone else's land, they get 14 days of, by law, having to be cared for by the landowner, free grass, they then get sold through a market, because, again, the law said, must be sold at market, you buy them back for five or a head. Oh, isn't that clever? Yeah, and if the local authorities have done it, they've had to microchip and passport that horse to put it oh. through a market. So the horse is now worth more, and you haven't had to pay to keep it. In so this... that was the loophole that people have been um, So that's, that's been tightened. In this situation with the Church of England, um, I mean, are, are they legally obliged to do something, or is it that they just can do something easier now? They can do it a lot easier now. So they're not obliged to do it. If they want to let someone graze their animals on their land, then they can do. But if those animals are there without permission and they're just being put there, they are still the landowner's responsibility. The health and welfare of those animals is the landowner's responsibility. And that's why it's been so important that farmers, the Countryside Alliance, all sorts of people came together with the horse sector to say, we can't have this. We can't be responsible for other people's animals. It's not fair. What exactly should the Church of England in this situation or anyone in this situation be doing? Because they've not asked for it. You know, it's not... They don't want this problem. What, What should they be doing? Well... What they should be doing is making sure that the animal's um, health and welfare is protected. So they need to make sure that there are no breaches of the Animal Welfare Act and the animals have the five freedoms, as they're called. So they have the right food, the right access to medical care, the right access to behave normally, to water and to, to appropriate shelter or groups. And unfortunately, what we definitely know in this field is they don't have the right access to medical care because the horses that have been dying have been dying through parasite infections. So worms have been killing them. And worm is a pretty basic piece of horse maintenance. Uh, it sounds like an absolute mess. Um, we'll, we'll follow this story closely. And, and uh, Jeanette, I, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. That's uh, Jeanette Allen, the CEO of uh, the Horse Trust. 03459 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three now, Counties Radio. Uh, now, this is nice. This is nice. Thank you, from, thank you, Paul. Earlier on, I played a jingle from a kid. Right, Sight unseen. I thought it's a jingle from a kid. It'll be nice. Yeah, of course it will. It was this. Oh, no, hang on a second. I've, hang on a second. I've turned my fader off. Hang on. Here we go. It was, it was this. It was this. Okay. Ian Lee, you're an idiot. <laughs> you can hear an adult laughing there. Yeah. All right. Paul, I said, listen, if you want your kids to send in um, uh, jingles for the show, please do. Paul has sent in one. Uh, Ian has requested, here's my son Wilson's jingle effort. Sight unseen, Paul. Thank you. Let's have a little listen to this. Here we go. You are listening to oh. Ian Lee. Oh, thank BBC you, BBC Free Counties thank Radio. You, young man. What an idiot. Oh, you are... Ouch. Actor, that is bang out of order. Kids, can you stop calling me an idiot? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
There are delays on the M40 towards London from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 3 for High Wycombe East because of an accident earlier. It's also causing delays on the A404 northbound past the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. On the A404 southbound though, between the Bisham roundabout and the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout, there's a lane closed because of another accident and emergency services are there. In Bedford, it's slow on the A6 between uh, Manson Lane and Oakley Road. And in Nebworth, London Road is looking really slow because there's an emergency service incident at Station Road. All the lanes have been reopened, but it's just still looking very busy at the moment. On the train departure boards, the 8.35 service from Stevenage to Moorgate has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police is launching a new working structure today following the failed bid for more funding from council tax. Outgoing Chief Constable Colette Paul has described it as her legacy to Bedfordshire. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. And lorry drivers in the three counties say that under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Last week, over 30 suspected illegal immigrants were arrested in Bedfordshire over the space of just two days. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are set to break their transfer record after agreeing a £7 million fee for Argentine winger Diego Perotti with Italian side Genoa. If the 26-year-old agrees to move to Vicarage Road, it will eclipse the £3.25 million paid for Nathan Ellington back in 2007. Elsewhere in football, England under-21s beat Sweden 1-0 to keep alive their European Championship hopes and England play Norway tonight in the last 16 of the Women's World Cup. Lewis Hamilton leads Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg by just 10 points in the Formula One World Championship after Rosberg beat the Hertfordshire driver in the Austrian Grand Prix. Hamilton was on pole but Rosberg passed him at the start, leaving the Stevenage World Champion with plenty to think about ahead of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone in a fortnight. Positioning is everything here. If I kept position, which I worked hard for on the Saturday, I think I would have been able to maintain it but um, that was kind of out my hands really at the start and so I'm going to try and work as hard as I can to wreck to fight. The American Jordan Spieth has won the US Open Golf two months after winning the Masters. The 21-year-old finished on five under to become the youngest winner of the US Open in 92 years after fellow American Dustin Johnson three-putted on the last hole. Andy Murray won his fourth Queen's Club title, beating Kevin Anderson in straight sets. Earlier, Murray had to finish his rain-delayed semi-final with Wimbledon just a week away. I need to make sure I use the next seven days as best as possible. You know, it's been a long few months and I need to make sure sure I take uh, you know, a day or two off and, and then use the preparation as best I can because I, I want to, to continue playing this way through Wimbledon and I need to keep practicing hard, train well and um, see what happens in a couple of weeks but I'm looking forward to it. And in cycling, Germany's Lisa Brenner won the women's tour after finishing fourth in yesterday's final stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, last... 30 minutes of the show, uh, we've just thrown out so many phoners that we're going to do them all week. Uh, let's try and remember what we can. Um, what's happened to you underwater? Ever cut your bum? Uh, who looks old now? Um, have you ever died? 
Um, have you, do you work in a hot place? That was it. Was there anything else? I think that covers it, doesn't it? OK, OK. We've, have you ever um, been to Huddlesfield? Have you ever been to... Uh, stop it, mate. <laughs> um, Kiri's on the line. Good morning, Kiri. Morning, Ian. How are you? Ah, I can't be... Kids these days, this is... This, this, this bro, did you hear those stroppy kids? No. Oh, well, listen, listen to this Muppet called Wilson. Hang on. You are listening to Sounds like a nice Ian guy. Lee, BBC Free County Trojan Radio. horse, Trojan what horse. What an idiot. Trojan <gasps> horse. And then you got then you got this Muppet as well. Ian you're an idiot. <laughs> you can hear an adult voice there. You can hear an adult voice there. When I find out who that adult is, I'm going to take them to court and I'm going to sue them. I'm going to sue them for everything they've got. Their house, their business, their um, car. I'm going to make sure that that child gets taken off them. And I'm going to find, if they've got like a wife or something, I'm going to find their wife, not mention the court case, and I'm going to make that wife fall in love with me so they lose their wife as well. I'm going to do all of that. I've not finished, Kerry. I'm going to do all of that because nobody encourages their child to uh, record messages for me that are abusive. And I've, I've, I've finished now. Oh, good. There we go. <laughs> Um, my Sorry, husband sir. died and was brought back to life. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that sentence continued. Your husband, are we asking, have you ever died? Uh, how, why, what, where and when? Um, about six months ago, he hadn't been feeling very well. We'd been out for dinner. And then on the way home, he was driving and he said, oh, said you need to drive, I don't feel well. So I took over the driving. Anyway, we didn't realise he'd had a heart attack. <gasps> and the next, the next day felt really bad in the morning. Um, would in his would in his wisdom, decided to drive himself to the hospital. Yeah. And they um, said, oh, your heart rate is going, like, really, really fast. Um, if we don't stop your heart and just stop everything, <gasps> you'll have a stroke. Oh, so it's like, it is, it is literally, it is literally like turning a computer off and then turning it on again, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to reset they, it. Yeah, they turned everything off and kept him for about, I think it was about, a minute, and then they restarted his heart. Oh, flipping. And, and then his heart rate was back to normal again. How did they... Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Uh-huh. How did the hospital kill your husband? What, what do they do? Is it drugs? Is it? Do they pull the battery out? What, what, do they put their finger on the reset button? What do they do? They, they give him an injection, um, which just stops everything, and they just said, you'll feel really drowsy. You'll feel dead. And then they said, and then they give him another injection, and that's it. They just stop everything. And they said, wait for a minute, and literally reboot him, and then kept him in overnight. <laughs> yes. Man alive. Yeah, he woke up, he could speak Chinese. <laughs> um, flipping. And was he there on his own? Um, yeah, I didn't. He rang me afterwards because it happened so quickly. He rang me afterwards, just thought I'd let you know I died. And I was oh, like, what? And he mate. said, yeah, he said they stopped my heart. So we all rushed down there. And, and they um, they think it was actually, it was brought on through a chest infection, the heart okay. attack. It wasn't the food um, or anything. It wasn't a bad meal he'd had that had killed him. No, no. No, and um, yeah, so it was a chest infection, and then and he's fine now. Once they restored his factory settings, was he better? I mean, yeah, uh, everything. Everything just went back to normal. Had he, yeah, for, had he for, I mean, was he was it complete factory re- restore? And you know, had he forgotten some things that you then had to remind him of again, or you had to reprogram him, or he was he was back to how he was? 
No, he still don't know how to cook. Still don't know how okay. to work the dishwasher. Did he? Yes, no. Did he? Did he? Did he do all that nonsense that people who've died? Um, so, listen, people, if you've died and come back to life, that's quite an interesting story. You don't have to make up the stuff about the white light and the long path and, and Nana being there. Did he give you any of that dribble? No, no, not at all, nothing. Because my son even said to my old daddy, what did you see? And he went, no, nothing at all. Yeah, well, there's proof um, that heaven doesn't exist. Proof. Proof, uh, if need be. Yeah. So. OK, yeah. well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry in that, that case, Kerry. It means that we can't uh, hook you up with Justin Dealey any sooner. But, but you you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Justin's number two on your list, is he, once the old man does go? Um, no, Justin's still number one, sorry. Oh, look out, husband. I think uh, your husband just had another heart attack. <laughs> Kerry, thank you, and I'm glad that's, uh, that's all well and good. So, um, yeah, we're going to give you an injection that's going to kill you. Don't worry. It's like flatliners. They were yeah. playing flatliners. Imagine Kiefer Sutherland saying, don't worry, we'll, we'll bring you back. <laughs> Start seeing that girl it, on it, the train called him fish face. It would be um, tempting, wouldn't it, as you're doing the injection saying... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go out for a wee. I'll be back in a minute. Don't do anything, you know. Should we bring him back or not bother? <laughs> Imagine that, getting an injection to die. Good job, Justin Dean. He wasn't on the scene at that point. Andy's on the line. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. And what have you got for us, Andy? Oh, I think, Ian, that there should be a poll to decide whether... You are an idiot, because obviously the children think you are. Yeah. And they're very perceptive, you know. So um, I think Justin, Justin should go on the street well, with the question. Well, um... um yes. well, let, well, Well, Andy, let's, let's, let's put it to you. Yes? Do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say, because... Well, no, 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 no. You can't suggest we have an Ian Lee idiot poll <laughs> without casting the first vote, Andy. All right, well, well, I don't think you're an idiot. I think you're very off the wall, but I don't think you're an idiot. OK, well, you can, congratulations. You That's can quite good, actually, isn't it? That's yeah. quite good. That, saying he's off the wall is like saying he's different. It's like what my mum yeah, says when she doesn't right, like my yeah. dress. Michael, it's Michael Jackson's off the wall and we all want to be like Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah. Um, well, OK, Andy, so you're saying I'm not an idiot. No, I don't think you are. No, no. That's that. Well, and that's that's great. You can carry on listening. No, and kids, <laughs> kids these days. No, these these little so and sos. Um, these little shoes. They are um, indicative of what's wrong with this once great country, Andy. It's these. One day, one of those kids. Well, I was going to say they could be prime minister. They won't. They'll be milkman at best. No disrespect to milkman. <laughs> But, you know, one will probably end up printing T-shirts or something. No disrespect to T-shirt printers, but come on, guys, anyone can do that job. Um, those guys are what's wrong with this country, Andy. And, you know, I'm against national service, except for those two boys. <laughs> yeah, well, kids always... Um, when, when, when there's someone who's quite, well, famous, as I should say... Thank you. Kids always want to have a go at someone, Don't they, just? You know, they're just... Like they're, no, I, they I'm, um, um, like, that... Uh, this is what this is like. That woman that wanted to have um, um, a lady on a, on, a, on a pound note, what's her name? Caroline oh, yes. Duende Coadi. Yes. Duende. Ca Caroline Coadi Duende, right? Like, that lady, right? Yeah, I know the word Duende. I know the word Duende. Do you know what it means? Yeah, Duende. Do you know what it means? Yeah, I do know exactly what Duende means. Of course Tell I do. Me. Okay. Um, um, it's easier to give you an example. All right. I didn't know you knew about Canteondo. Uh, I don't know about Canteondo, but I know about Duende. 
Duende is like a like a like a. It's it's you can't you know you can't put into words. It's like a sort of moment. It's like a it's like a. It's a spirit. It, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, Andy Andy has got this show at times has got Duende. And it, and it though. I can't yeah, believe you're doing a flamenco reference. Yeah, yes, thank you very much indeed, uh, Andy. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, th- those I'm like the basically uh, they are cyberbullying me and they are publicly That's shaming right. me. And exactly. do you know what? I'm turning the tables and I'm going to shame and humiliate those kids. <laughs> Hang on a minute, that probably get, will get me in trouble. Uh, Andy, <laughs> you're just making things even muddier. So thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's go straight to the uh, the Texas. Duende, eh? Yeah, Duende. Get you. Thank you. I know stuff. I'm actually almost impressed. Duende. Marco in St Albans. At eleven months, I stopped breathing and was declared dead for five minutes by a doctor on the side of the road. Wow, there's a story in here, Marco, Marco, that we're missing. They say that when a truck drove by, I gasped in the air and came back. <laughs> wow, Marco in St Albans. Um, to- Phil's talking about the horses being left to die. Oh, yeah. He said, if we ate horse meat in this country, the mistreatment of horses wouldn't happen. So if we did what? If we ate them. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. I don't see a problem with it. You know me, now I uh, eat meat. Did it have a face on it? Yes, I will ram it down my throat. I've eaten horse. Chewy, I bet. Not really, no. It was just just meat. Uh, Lisa in Leighton Buzzard says it's travellers dumping the horses in Leighton Buzzard. It's been going on for years and it's a disgrace. I mean, that's the suspicion, oh, isn't it? Have a look at, sorry, I've just seen this advert, uh, this story. In the, this is what a load of nonsense. Beer company makes light of child abuse in advert for dads. You've seen I bet this? they don't. A beer brand was a fo- was forced to uh, apologise last night after being accused about joking about child abuse to sell pints on Father's Day. A post on the official Twitter page for London Pride, not the gay one, the boozy one, although they, you know, sparked a backlash. Right. It was removed after the... I'll do the ad in a second. I'm literally missing out the line. It was removed after users on the social networking site bombarded the account with outraged messages and threats to boycott the beer. Environmental campaigner Paul Stedman from Brighton, flipping it. He's an environmental campaigner from Brighton. That's two strikes. One more and you're out. Well, here comes the third strike. Wow. Used to love a pint of pride, but now you're suggesting it's a reward for assaulting my daughter. I'll pass, thanks. And psychologist Rowena Jacka Jopling (laughs) demanded that London Pride take the post down, saying alcohol and violence towards kids does not need reinforcing. What'd they actually say? I'm going to tell you in a second, because he's building it up to... Something. Twitter user Peter Coles says, this is awful. Encouraging, encouraging, encouraging parents to hit their children. I'll think twice about buying your beer in the future. Um, London Pride made a full apology. Right, here's the advert. Okay. Mm. That encourages um, uh, parents to hit their kids. That, enc- uh, uh, that uh, encourages alcohol and violence towards kids. Uh, and uh, according to Paul Steedman from Brighton, um, su- is suggesting it's a reward for assaulting his daughter. Right? Go on. London Pride, for those telling-offs, clips round the ear, raised eyebrows, and that first pint of pride. Hashtag Happy Father's Day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean... You know, it, I would... Pro- well, no, I wouldn't... I've just said I'm going to hit those two kids, actually. And I'm going to get drunk before I do it. I mean, guys, really? It's just... That, oh, flipping heck. We've um, crossed the Rubicon. 
We thank you. Duende. We've crossed Stop it. we've crossed the Rubicon. Stop it. It's that is ridiculous, isn't it? Just to show that people on Twitter sometimes uh, wade in. I never agree with this, but I think it's just gone politically correct. Hasn't it just? I mean, that's we'll, we'll talk about that more in a second. Hang on. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, there are delays towards London from Junction 6 for Watlington now towards Junction 3 for High Wycombe East after an accident earlier on. It's really slow, although all the lanes are open. It's also really busy on the A404 northbound as a result at the M40 High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. And on the A404 southbound, there's been a separate accident at the Bisham roundabout, which is causing delays southbound from the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout, although all the lanes there are open as well. In Nebworth on London Road, it's very slow after an emergency services incident earlier around Watton Road. And on the A1M southbound, it's slow from Stevenage towards Junction 7 for the A602. On the trains, Thameslink services have delays between St Albans and St Pancras International because they're making safety checks all on the line. Fingers, all fish and there's fingers, some problems fish on the London fingers, underground. Sorry, Sammy, I can't. Line, sorry, and the Piccadilly line. Stopped him, sorry. Are suspended between Uxbridge sorry, and Harrow on the Hill. That was inappropriate. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. Paul Scoynes is a broken record in so many ways. Have you finished, my darling? Uh, yeah. Thank you, my darling. Tasty. There we go. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, blimey. <sighs> oh, sorry, you're doing this. 8.46, Monday the 22nd of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police is launching a new working structure today following the failed bid for more funding from council tax. A motorcyclist has died after a collision near Chalfont St Giles in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. And lorry drivers in the Three Counties say they're under constant threat from migrants trying to board their lorries. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We're seeing one or two sunny spells, but also one or two showers already starting to develop. And this is the story of the day, really. We will see some brightness, but those showers coming thick and fast as we head further through. They could pop up anywhere and at any time and could be quite heavy later on today. And also we may hear a rumble or two of thunder. Temperatures up to 18 Celsius in the good sunny spells, so it's not going to feel too bad at all. Sunsets at 21, 25 when it does. Still some showers working their way through, but it will die out, becoming drier. Bit breezy though, but that will prevent the temperature from dropping down too far. 8 Celsius the minimum. Sunrises tomorrow at 04.43. Another dry day, some really nice sunny spells and feeling a bit warmer tomorrow. Looking at a max of 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. We, we are asking, um, uh, the, 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 one of the phone-ins today is, have you ever died? Right. And I deliberately didn't give it to Justin Daly because I thought, oh, you won't get it. You won't, he's, he's in the streets of Dunstable, have you ever died? I noticed that after this trail for JVS, we've got a two-minute piece from Justin on Have You Ever Died? Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. You're right, Daily. No, I'm not all right. Who no. are you talking to? I can I'm just hear you up. 
I'm talking to a squirrel, uh, literally two yeah. yards away from me. He's staring me out. And now he's just jumped into the bin to go and get something. They are seriously, they are so I just, arrogant here. In this new, in this new, I can't, mate. We're doing. The, I'm, I'm, no, I'm here doing it. Sorry. I'm, I'm doing a radio program. In this new studio, it's we have this thing called pre-fade. It's easier for me to do than it was in the last place. And basically, I just hit a button there, and I can hear what Dealey's up to, right? And so I hit the button, and Dealey, no, Dealey didn't know anyone was was um, was listening, right? You can hear him having a growl. Good for him. Uh, and then you just you just hear him going. You squirrels are so arrogant. What's your, what's your problem, mate? Seriously, what's your problem? Thing. And he's doing it, and no one's listening to him. When have you ever known a squirrel to stand literally? He's eyeing me up right now. He's, he's, he's standing literally, what, two yards away from me. He's not scared at all. Chase he's him. He's just... Chase him. Right, OK, let's do this. Right. Chase him. Come on then, son. Oh, he's off now, you see? He's gone. <laughs> hey, boss, I've got some breaking news. Yeah, go on, mate. What's happening? OK, you know Blur's song, Country House? Uh, oh! Lives, lives in a house, very big house in the country. country. Not a very good song, but yes, I know it. I think it's a good song, actually. No, it's a rubbish uh, song, mate. No, it's a good song. It's a silly song. It was number one. It doesn't, oh, mate, so was Mr Blobby. <laughs> yeah, OK, I take your point. But um, that that house, it's, it's all about their, their manager, who got them to the very top, then retired to go and live in a house in a very, very big house in the country. Uh, that house is in Barson. It's just gone on the market for £2 million. It's we, on the market. Should we cl- club together? Well, either clubs together or at least go and have a look at it. It's a historic house. Well, you have to dress up. The thing is, when you go to uh, look at other people's houses, um, as I sometimes... I haven't done it for ages, actually, but I used to. Uh, you have to dress up um, uh, clothing appropriate. So if you're looking at a horrible house, you dress scruffy. Yep. If you're looking at a house like that, you have to wear um, a morning suit. Well, let's do that, then. Be- I'm, I'm up for I'm, it, if you are. I am up for anything, geezer. Yeah, now, listen. Have mm. you ever died? Yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember where... Where did this come from, Catherine? Uh, from my brain. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that'll be it, yeah. Uh, like, like this fella. Dad Pop. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, I mean, it came from my, my brain. OK, so it came from our brains. Yeah. Uh, you've taken it to the streets, Justin. Yeah. You've got two minutes on this. I have. Well, you said earlier on that I wouldn't find anybody who had died and then come back. Uh, you're wrong. It's not just people I found who have died and then come back. It's people in their family as well. Uh, we had two minutes of audio from the streets of Dunstable about that very subject. Boss, here's what happened. Catherine, you became very sick, very poorly, after you gave birth to your first child. We think that you died and then came back again. Tell us what you experienced. Tell us, tell us what you saw as well. Well, it was like a dark tunnel and there was a light at the end of it. I remember that. Oh, I often think about it. Uh, I'm glad I am alive. I've had a good enough lifetime. And this was a a really bad fever that you got many years ago after you had your first child? I had a temperature of 105, and so I had a very high fever. And the doctor said I had a 50-50 chance. John. It happened to you, but it happened to your dad. How long did your dad die for? 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yes. When did this happen? Eight years ago. And what happened? He just dropped out of the blue. And they said to him, you were definitely dead yes. for 20 minutes? Yes, his heart stopped. And they had to sap him. Gosh, I mean, how is your dad now? How, how is he treating life now compared to eight years ago? Has he changed at all? Getting on life, he's uh, retired about... Five years ago. Good for him. And uh, he's getting on with life. He's, yeah. he's gone on all that. He goes all the way, all the time, and enjoying life. So he's living life now. Yes. Cracking stuff. Right, we'll, um, we'll leave it there and send my best to your dad. I will do, thank you. Boss, you died and then come back. You had a massive, massive heart attack. How many years ago was that? 22 years. Okay. 
your life now compared to, to then? Fantastic, I'm <laughs> telling you now. I've, my life has changed. I'm 69 and I ride a bike, I walk, my car's in the garage. Wow. I mean, how does it feel to be walking the streets knowing that, that you died uh, and then came back? Fantastic. It's, you can't beat it. Use the life to the full. That's me. So before you weren't, now you certainly are. Yeah, it's changed right. it. Yeah, not much. <laughs> yeah, not much. There you go, boss. You said nobody oh, would have stories. There you mate, go, three I'm, of them. I'm sorry for doubting your powers, it's Justin. Right. It's, that's not a problem. It's not right. a problem. I, I have this special power where I just know, like that man there, he was the first person I spoke to. I said, sir, you're going to have a story. He said, a story about what? Well, the fact that you died and now you're here again. Well, funny you should say that, and that's how we started. I see dead people who've come back to life. Um, well, Justin, OK, you've set a very high... It's only Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you've set a very high standard. I'm, I'm really going to have a think tonight about what we can get you to do tomorrow, then. Oh, please, please. Yeah, right, yeah I'm up for it, yeah. Ta-ra, see you later. Take, take care, bye. Ta-ta. 03459 is the telephone number. Uh, Catherine, we got any texts? Yeah, our regular Vex texter. Yay. I continue to listen to the show in the hope that you will drop all the banality and smutty innuendo and the ever-increasing use of bad language, but it just gets worse. Yeah. I think she means bum. You're all articulate and intelligent, so why not have a show that reflects this? Janet. No, well, why keep listening, Janet? I mean, you know, I, we appreciate your, your concern. It ain't going to change, you it's know. It's as if you enjoy being annoyed. And that's great, and that's fine if that's what that's doing. You know, dig it, enjoy it, embrace it, embrace it. We've also got uh, people who look old now. Yeah. This is from John. The people that look old Now. now. Yvette Fielding, oh, I saw her on um, Celebrity Masterchef. Yeah, she, she does, does look old now. And that skinny geezer from Status Quo. Do you mean Francis Rossi? Yeah, Francis Rossi. Francis Rossi does look old now. He, he always look, looked old, though. No, but he, he always looked of a certain age. Yeah, it's because of the ponytail. But he look, he looks really old now. Yeah, mm. I'll have that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. True what you say, John. Thank you. We're carrying this all these overall week. We're going to try just carrying stuff over for a week and see... Um, we'll keep adding to it as well, you know. Don't, and by the way, if you've got any things that you think could work as a phone-in, um, you know, go and do your own radio show, you slackers. <laughs> no, I mean, give them to us. And also, listen, we've had... We've had uh, We've had some stroppy little so-and-so sent... Let me listen to this. Ely, you're an idiot. I mean, we've had, we've had that, and then we've had... You are listening to Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What an idiot. Unbelievable, wow. right? Um, and I'm, I'm going to... By the way, if you recognise those voices, if you could just let me know their addresses, please, um, so I can pass it on to the authorities. If you've got young people in your house that want to record um, little jingles or links that don't call me an idiot and aren't disrespectful to someone who's older than them, then you can email them to me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank you very it's much. It's as if the parents are putting them up to this. Well, you say that, I don't know. I think, yeah, in the first one, you can hear the parent doing it. But also, kids these days, they're so computer savvy. It, it is bad parenting. Mm. I mean, that's what's done it. It's bad parenting. But um, uh, ultimately, it's the kids' Broken responsibility. Broken Britain, isn't it? Oh, completely. Broken Britain. Makes me, uh, makes me want to puke. Let's, let's cheer ourselves up. Fantastic. There we go. We're back in the room. I think you're about to get a caller. Oh, that was, isn't that... Stan um, on Fader 2. It's Stan on Fader 2. Good morning, Stan. Good yeah, morning to you, sir. How are you? I'm very well, Stan. What you got for us? Well, all I was saying that uh, I do live in Milton Keynes, but uh, we're in, a bit in the middle of a field at the moment that blocks from the Bunbury, getting ready for next weekend steam rally. Oh, the old steam rallies. You're, I get oh. stuck behind that lot when I'm driving sometimes. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want it. It's, it's lovely, really. Just remember the old times and how they used to be. 
Well, well, what? Slow. Excuse me. That's it. Go and cough it up. Spit it out. Don't swallow it. <laughs> Don't swallow that one. That's going to make a bit, bit croaky this morning. A little bit croaky. So, what is your what is your connection with the steam fair then? Well, we we belong to the we are a member of the society that runs it actually. Oh, okay, um, okay. What we actually what we actually do we do exhibit a fairground organ. Huh? You do the what? A, fair, a fairground organ. Oh, okay. What, what, yeah, it, what, yeah, a a calliope? Calliope? Kaleidoscope? No, no, no. Cal- no what's no. it called? Cal- calliope? No, no. It's, it's a, a fairground organ that's run on... Yeah. Steam. and, and uh, reeds and stuff like that. Yeah. It's called... Is it... What's it called? A calli... It's, no, it's got a word. Catherine, I'm looking at you as the one that normally fills in the blanks for me. I'm not an organ specialist. Why are you looking you at me? You love organs. Not that kind. Isn't it called a calliope? No. C- come on, guys. Back no, me up no, on this. No, it's called a calliope. Some, the smaller ones the smaller ones that are hand-turned are sometimes called a hurdy-gurdy. Hurdy-gurdy mushroom man has locked me in his frying pan. Don't want to oh, get out of bed today. Calliope. Is it... Calliope. Yeah, is a musical instrument that produces sound by sending gas, steam, or more recently compressed air. I've taught you something, uh, Stan. It's a calliope. Yeah, yeah, calliope. You claim to be an expert, and yet I know more. Could that be be the word of the day, then? It can be, uh, Stan, it can be the word of the day. If you can slip your calliope Calliope. uh, into a conversation, better than slipping your organ into something, (laughs) then you're going to have a successful day. Stan, thank you very much indeed. Uh, I hope the steam fair is a big success. I know my boys would absolutely love it, but they've been so naughty the last couple of days, they ain't never going to anything ever again. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, a vehicle's broken down between Junction 12 for Flittick and 13 for Bedford, so that means the lane's closed and it's causing some delays. The M40 towards London has queues from Junction 6 for Watlington to 3 for High Wycombe East after an accident earlier, although all the lanes are open. But on the M14 northbound at Junction 6 for Watlington to Junction 7 for Tame, a vehicle's caught fire, so that's causing it to be very slow as well northbound. The A404 southbound at Bisham's very slow from the Bisham roundabout, from the Handicross, High Wycombe Handicross roundabout to the Bisham roundabout. That's because of another accident which has partially blocked the road. On the train, Southern have delays between Milton Keynes Central and Clapham Junction and also Thameslink are reporting possible delays between St Albans and St Pancras International. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. What's um, what's the weather going to be like? I wasn't listening to the weather once today. I mean, is it going to be... Um... It doesn't matter. The kids are going nowhere. They have been such little... Ooh, all weekend. Flippin' heck. Flippin' heck. Right. JVS is up next. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Is sitting in the middle lane of the motorway really that bad? A driver who sat in the middle of a motorway doing just 60 miles per hour has become the first person in the UK to be prosecuted for middle lane hogging. The motorist who failed to turn up to the court hearing was fined a total of £940. A road policing spokesperson has said, said lane hogging causes congestion and inconvenience to other road users. Well, this morning I want to hear from you. Is sitting in the middle lane of the motorway really that bad. Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Tell me your stories on 03459 455 555.
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, new working structure for Bedfordshire Police, motorcyclist killed in Buckinghamshire collision and Watford agree club record fee for Argentinian winger. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police is launching a new working structure today following the failed bid for more funding from council tax. Outgoing Chief Constable Colette Paul has described it as her legacy to Bedfordshire. More from Lee Agnew. The Chief Constable says the new structure combines the traditional values of community policing with a new technology-enabled way of working. The new system will be complete by early next year, with Police Commissioner Ollie Martins insisting that neighbourhood teams will be more visible to the public. But he admits it's not enough and says another 300 officers are needed. A Home Office task force is visiting Bedfordshire next month to investigate how the force is run. A motorcyclist has died after a collision in Buckinghamshire yesterday morning. The man in his 70s was riding a Honda which was in collision with a Ford Fiesta just before midday on the A413 Amersham Road just outside Chalfont St Giles. Police are appealing for witnesses. A man accused of murdering student Marcus Hall in Luton 14 years ago is due to appear in court today. 38-year-old Adibayo Akun was extradited from Nigeria following his arrest in February and a 